This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Yeah! What is going on and welcome to what we hope is your favorite sports talk radio program, Idaho Sports Talk. We are Prater in the ball game. Be with us today on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline and Cloverdale Plumbing Text Line. Easy peasy, two numbers, 208-424-9300. Appreciate you guys following us on social media. It is Thursday of the big game week, super week, so we appreciate in advance you guys participating, having fun. We're going to qualify two people today for the diamond dig and a chance to win a big fat diamond ring from the Diamond Girls. We're hooking you up with flowers for Valentine's Day at Hillcrest Floral. And uh, Prater, my partner, we're going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. I'm Johnny Balgan. That's JP running the show here in the RowPaint.com studio. My partner, Mike Prater, over there. And uh, mm, okay, Prater, let's let's take a big bite into this steak that we're going to call the show today. All right, let's get after this sucker. You had me at steak, Ballgame. You had me at steak. Is it medium rare? Is it uh, is it a ribeye? What are we talking about? Um, I'm more on the rare side. And I think you are, too. Are you more on the medium side? Oh, I'm a medium rare guy. You're medium rare all I the way. I don't like red. I need a little pink. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like a little pinkish to the to the reddish, man. And, That's good. Uh, That's good. It's better I, than the other way. It's better than the other way. Oh, uh, when you leave it on too long oh, and it's like a hockey puck. Yeah, that's not good. And not like anybody tastes hockey pucks. But all the time, people be like, dude, it tastes like a hockey puck, man. <laughs> and I always like some people talk about, about pizza. Oh, the crust tastes like cardboard, man. I'm like. Dude, you've ate cardboard? You can eat cardboard. You couldn't eat a hockey puck. Yeah, no way. That would hurt. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, that's kind of what we're doing today. We're excited to have you with us and uh, got a lot to get going today, Prater. But we're going to talk this hour. Um, we had an interesting talk the other day with Norm Hitchkiss, who's a radio Hall of Famer in Dallas. I mean, he was covering Roger Staubach, bro. I mean, this guy knows everything about the Cowboys. And he had some interesting things to say about the future of Kellen in Big D that we wanted our listeners to check out. He said it a couple days ago on our show, and at the time in the middle of our interview, we didn't really have time to kind of follow up on it, but we wanted to follow up on it. It's a, it's an absolute, um, uh, it's it's a nice path. It's a good vision for what Kellen Moore in terms of his future is, and it's not so much with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think what Norm Hitchcock said, and we'll play that at 315, is, is spot on. I don't think Kellen Moore will ever be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. There's too much in his way. The path is too thick with too many other names. He's going to be a head coach somewhere in the NFL. It just won't be with the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to tell you why. And the final part of a three-part series we're doing this week with Bronco Focus, some big time. Boise State basketball games coming up over the weekend. We've gotten to know Tyson Dagenhart. We've gotten to know Marcus Shaver Jr. Today, we get to know Wabuki Jeb. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bob's been bringing the stuff yesterday. Marcus Shaver. Oh, his mother. That was such a touching story. I love uh, I love mama's boys. I love guys that play for their moms. And uh, we're trying to get to know some of these guys beyond basketball. And that's what uh, Bob's got it. 
Got fours today. Prater loves the mama boys. I like yeah, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a mama's boy. I need to be a better. I'm a. I'm the world's worst son. But, you were uh, you were a daddy's boy, if anything, too, right? I mean, you're really close, really, really close with your dad. My dad was my hero. My dad was the only hero I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, but I, you know, I love mom. I just, uh, I'm just, uh, I need to be a better son. John Elway was my hero. Um, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. If you listen to Idaho Sports Talk, you hear him throughout the football season. Special appearance. Uh, with him today because this is the, I mean, I, I'm just saying this, I'm guessing, but I think I'm correct. The Super Bowl is the number one day of sports gambling in this country, right? And it's probably probably not even close, huh? Single day, yes. March Madness blows the Super Bowl away. It does, okay, for in terms the of single In terms of single day, the Super Bowl is by far the biggest, but um, yeah, March Madness, of course, it's multiple games mm-hmm. in a whole month. It's a month. It's not even, uh, I, I think it just it blows away the Super Bowl. But there's a lot of stupid stuff you can bet on. Maybe we'll weed some of that out and get to some good type of gambling in hour number two. You're probably going to a Super Bowl party. What is today, Thursday? So the Super Bowl's in three days, guys. Here we go. I love it. Um... So we'll talk with Lee Sterling, Rock Jocks, Pop Culture. We have that, too. Overrated, underrated, we have that. And um, what you're looking forward to most with Super Bowl 56, you can go ahead and text those now throughout the show, kind of a running theme. Is it the game? Is it the halftime show? Is it a particular player? Is it the venue? Is it the food? Is it the party you're going to? What are you looking forward to the most? Sunday come Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, good stuff there. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. Prater, let's start. And um, Brian Harson today, you know, we teased it. You know, is he there? Is he gone? Uh, Prater, still Brian Harson, still the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. In fact, he was at the SEC coaches meeting today as as kind of cringeworthy as that might have been. Why was it cringeworthy? Walking out of that building the video, this video of him leaving the meeting. Looks like he looked, picked the wrong Uber, the car waiting for him. He was kind of dodging the reporters. It just, it kind of, kind of made me feel cold and prickly, man. I didn't take that away at all. That That's interesting. I thought he looked calm. I thought he looked pretty confident. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I've been in that situation before as a reporter. I know it's not the best situation to be in for a reporter, but uh, they're just doing their jobs like the rest of us are just trying to do our jobs every single day. I, I, I guess that makes me the cold media person because I saw it and thought, you know, Brian Harson was in complete control of the situation, and I thought, uh, you know, he did what he had to do. He had that look on his face, that stone cold look on his face that we've all seen a thousand times, and. He got in his car and drove away. He didn't stop for questions. Surprise you? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why did that make you feel uncomfortable? I didn't. I don't JP, get that. are you with me on that? I, I did feel a little uncomfortable watching it, but you're right, Prater. He did. He did handle himself fine. I wa- oh. went back and watched a different angle of it. Yeah. You know, he almost had a little smirk on his face. Yes. And, um, yes. And, okay. uh, you know, there was like a couple of very light questions. It's not like anybody burst out with hey are you it's like are you going to be the coach of Auburn next year and then are you going to you know participate in the in the investigate you know it's like uh-huh. and then he's just like excuse me guys that's all he said yeah, excuse yeah. me guys yeah i mean i i thought he handled it like a boss so yeah. there was no uncomfortableness there huh, he's kind of i thought i thought it was weird man um he's still the coach of auburn is that at least weird no no i think we probably got myself included we probably got sucked into this yesterday out of the sake of convenience. Uh, I mean, th- do we really think that they were going to fire him this morning? And this is 
because yesterday we thought maybe he did. So I'm backtracking, and I'm definitely part of the situation. But do we really think that they were going to fire him this morning just because there was a meeting? The most important thing here is the investigation. And you don't wrap up an investigation or, or, or come short with an investigation just because there's a meeting of coaches where they're going to sit around and, and discuss who knows what. It was a four-hour meeting of coaches. that it's, They do it every year. They just discuss some business and they move on. So in this particular case, Auburn has a very, very, very complicated investigation. It's about he said. It's about she said. There's really not a lot of anecdotal evidence. Did he have a bad recruiting class? Does he have a good recruiting class? Does he get along with coaches? Does he not? Players, players. So this investigation is going to take a lot of time, or at least some time, and and they weren't going to cut it short just because there was a meeting this morning. So I think the media got sucked into that thinking, oh, this nice, cozy little package, he's not going to show up for that meeting because he's going to get fired. You still convinced he's getting fired? No, not at all. Well, so he has a chance to keep the gig now. It's complicated. It's crazy complicated. It's It's weird, so... What do you guys think? Carson keeping the gig, shoot us a text and let us know. In the meantime, Prater, um, there was an interesting call yesterday on the Paul Feinbaum show, and it was from Dale in Boise, of all people. Prater, what is what is what is Brian Harson's father's first name? Dale. Where does Brian Harson's father, as far as you know, where does he live? Somewhere in the Treasure Valley. Okay. Check out this clip. Maybe you heard it. Uh, maybe you didn't. This is the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday taking a call from Dale in Boise. Dale, who is in Boise, Hello. Idaho. Uh, hey, Dale. Hi. Hey there. How you doing? We are doing great. What about you? Good. I'm doing great today. So, you know, uh, first time call on your show. Uh, anyway. Um, on the recruiting portion of it, you know, they said it didn't recruit very well. Well, you know, I think you did a pretty good uh, job, uh, you know, recruiting some of these players. They don't have to be starstruck with five-star ratings. They could be uh, good players. Went after people that wanted to play the game, not not just starstruck with their their uh, stars and stuff. And uh, I mean, I think you did a pretty dang good job. You know, uh, maybe Kellen Moore, Leighton Vanderesh, you know, uh, uh, Jay Ajayi. Yeah, but, you know, but, but, but Dale, my question Nichols. to you is this. My question is this. Um, you know, this is a guy uh, that was a, an assistant coach at Texas. He was at yeah. Arkansas State as a head coach. Yes. He, has, he, has, he, he understands football. The question that many are asking can he recruit in the SEC? We know he can recruit in Boise. That's that's self-explanatory. And I don't know if we'll ever know. If, if, he, if he isn't allowed to continue, then that, that's going to remain a mystery. But, you know, I think the real question here is, does he recruit the way that Auburn boosters want him to recruit? And exactly how do they want him to recruit? Well, they want him to, uh, to go after the – the five-star players and, right. and we need to you know they don't always have to they can go after players that want to play the game and want to be part of a team and not just part of uh of uh being starstruck with all their all their great stars and stuff and you know uh i i hear guys here that griping about having to work too hard well you know never had that problem these guys it, you know he didn't know 
he didn't uh, make him work too hard. Hey, Dale, you know? what was uh, what was uh, the rep- what was his reputation out in Boise when he was the, the head coach there, and an assistant? It was a great reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't uh, was no no problems and stuff, and and uh, you know, and uh, you know, he had a great you know uh, great reputation here. They did good. The team did good. Mm-hmm. You know, they worked hard. Be, you know, it wouldn't be that. They wouldn't have beat uh, Oklahoma and TCU and Arizona in those in the Fiesta Bowls if they hadn't worked hard at it and hadn't been recruiting right. So all this uh, all this stuff about not being able to recruit you got to get it you got to get an opportunity to do it before anybody uh, you know let you uh, let you go. Thank you very much for the call, uh, Dale. Some support for Brian Harson from uh, out in Boise. Again, that was the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday. Dale in Boise. Um, I've I've talked with Dale. I, I know you probably have way more than I have, Prater. Um, was that Brian Harson's dad, in your opinion? I have no idea. It sounded like him. Um, I haven't talked to him for a long time, but it, it, it sounded like him to me. Um, I, I did talk to uh, a reporter in Alabama today who had talked to, who had just gotten off the phone with Paul Feinbaum, and Paul Feinbaum didn't know that that could have been Dale's or Brian Harson's dad during the interview. Afterwards, the staff gathered and figured it out, um, and then tried to rally and, and, and try to maybe even. Uh, I know they're chasing down and calling Brian Harson's father here in Boise relentlessly today. So they're all chasing the family now and trying to figure all that stuff out. And uh, at one point, I thought about even reaching out to the family, but uh, you know, what, I'm trying to contribute to this show today, and, and I felt like maybe you and I's analysis could be better than that. So I, I didn't go there, but uh, I can't tell you for sure that it's him. But uh, if I had to guess, I, I think it might be him. I think so. I would guess that it's him. But I, you know, I would, you know, again, it, who knows? Right? Yeah, we don't know for sure. There's a lot of dudes named Dale in Boise. You wouldn't even know if Dale's his real name. Could have just made up a name and called the show. Who knows? But he was well, obviously backing Brian Harson. If Dale, if Dale Harson was, and and I say this flippantly, if he was a little bit smarter than that, he probably would have used this is Bob from Boise as opposed to Dale. But, uh, yeah, you know, I yeah, think I think yeah, Dale's sure. a, Dale's a good old boy. He's uh, yeah. he's straight laced. He's honest. He'll look you in the face and tell you the truth. I think he's just a smart, good old, honest man. And uh, he probably just had no interest in deceiving anybody and just wanted to have a good conversation. I guarantee you, Brian Harson's handling this very well. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Harson, probably not so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. Dale Harson sticking up for his kid, calling if in that on was Fine Bomb. If it is. If it was him. Calling in on Fine Bomb, saying, hey, give him some time here. Boys, see all this stuff. The, the first part of the conversation was really awkward, though. Uh, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, just fine. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, <laughs> you could tell whoever Dale from Boise is, doesn't have a lot of time or experience calling in on sports radio shows. Can we agree on that? I would think that that's probably true, and that's probably more along Dale's personality. He is probably just, uh, you know, just Mister Straight Laced and Mister uh, Mister Honest and Mister uh, Little Mister Gruff as well, maybe a little bit. What'd you guys think of that? Was that, in your opinion, Brian Harson's dad calling in on Paul Feinbaum yesterday? Two zero eight four two four ninety three hundred Prater. Um, Valentine's Day, obviously, right around the corner. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Luckily for us, Nick and the crew at Hillcrest Floral, not only with flowers, but a bunch of other stuff, really urging folks, hey, do not wait till Monday on this. Yeah, do this today. Get on the phone right now with this next commercial break. Do it by tomorrow for sure. Call Hillcrest Floral. They'll set you up with anything you could possibly want from the most expensive flowers in the world to the cheapest flowers in the world to chocolates 
to stuffed animals, to, to gift cards, to greeting cards, whatever you need. They'll take care of you. Just don't wait till Monday morning. If you're going to wait till Monday morning, you might as well just call your lawyer and get a divorce. <laughs> you would know. You would know. There's some advice that I can give you, my friend. <laughs> um, Prater and I already got this done. We've already made our orders at Hillcrest Floral, so you should, like he said, do the same thing, too. Visit hillcrestfloral.net. Big time help. Kellen Moore's future with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we know he's going to be the OC this year, but what's next after that? Norm Hitchkiss, Sports Radio in Dallas, will tell you. And, and Prater, yeah, Prater doesn't think Kellen Moore will ever be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about it next on Idaho Sports Talk. Prater in the ball game. Sports Radio The Ticket's Diamond Dig is back for a 12th year. Dig through a pastry perfection cake for a Diamond Girl's Diamond. It's a messy good time on Valentine's Day. Listen for details on how to qualify on Sports Radio The Ticket. Brainer in the ball game, Idaho Sports Talk. Cloverdale Plumbing text line 208-424-9300. Uh, Texas, let's, let, let's know what's on your mind today. We were talking about this because Norm Hitchkiss, again, one of the great sports personalities in the history of Dallas, Texas. He's big time. He was on this show a couple of days ago. And, of course, we're asking him about Kellen. Heck, he's talking about Kellen every day on his show, too. So we started with him, Prater. We talked with Norm Hitchkiss and asked him if he was surprised that Kellen Moore did not get a head coaching job in the NFL. No, I really didn't. I, I thought of the two Cowboy coordinators. Dan Quinn was a little more likely to, to get a head coaching job. Now, the good thing for Kellen is he he went a long way in some of these interviews. In fact, it, it appears that we never can be certain about this. It appears that Kellen was one of the two finalists for the head coaching job in um, in Miami. Uh, but that's that's great. His name is out there. It's making the rounds. He's a very, very young man. And the other day, lads, I, I, I on our show, did a thing about Dan Quinn, <clears throat> the fact that Dan wants to be a head coach again. And Dan will be 52 this coming season. And, boy, there is an unmistakable trend hiring coaches in their 30s and early 40s in the NFL over the last couple of years. So I don't know what that means for Dan Quinn, but it surely puts Kellen Moore right there again on on the coaching list after next season. That was his opinion on the situation there. We went further. We asked him about the pecking order of coaches in Dallas if Mike McCarthy gets fired during or after next season, what's that going to look like? I think if McCarthy is let go, it will be Dan Quinn to be the head coach of the Cowboys and not Kellen Moore. Let me add one more thing to your equation here, guys. Jerry Jones just pants at the thought of Sean Payton being the head coach. Payton was here years ago with Bill Parcells. Uh, he got away from the Cowboys and went to the Saints, where he became a very successful head coach. And now Peyton's going to take a year off. Well, if that year is not kind to Mike McCarthy, then who is the head coach of the Cowboys after next year? Your guess is as good as mine, but I would think the number one contender right now would be Peyton. 
Number two would be Dan Quinn. And I think that puts Kellen Moore in the mode of where will I be a head coach in the 23 season? I think he's 100% spot on. I really, truly do. And Kellen Moore will be a head coach. I'm not going to put a timeline on it, 23, 24 here in the next year or two. He's going to be a head coach in the NFL, and I think he's going to be a head coach in the NFL for a long time. But I think he's spot on. with The way it's set up, I don't think he'll ever be the head coach, or at least certainly not out of the shoot with the Dallas Cowboys. Peyton makes all the sense in the world. That makes tons of sense. That's almost too easy, and sometimes if it's too easy, it doesn't happen. Quinn, that makes a lot of sense as well. I have no idea where Jerry Jones would go, what he's thinking. Obviously, he loves Kellen Moore. Obviously, if we can get this, uh, you know, if he, if Kellen and this Cowboy team can get this offense rolling and get back into the playoffs and play for the Super Bowl title sometime next year, that's going to elevate Kellen's status. But uh, as we sit here today, in terms of being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I would absolutely put Kellen Moore number three, and that's a bummer. Uh, I want to see Kellen Moore in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore is the greatest thing that Boise's ever produced. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the greatest things the National Football League's ever produced. To put those things together, that's like a Hollywood movie that Johnny Ballgame would see every day for the rest of his life. Good point, man. You're right. Yeah, I would. But it's not going to happen. It's like the greatest movie storyline, the greatest movie plot that was never written, never taken care of because it just made too much sense. Here are the scenarios I was pondering sitting in my cubicle today, scarfing down a burger, tater tots, and fries. Yes, I ordered both today. Couldn't decide what the hell I ordered both of them. Is that a second cheat meal this week? I had a gift card. It didn't count. Gift card. I have a gift card, so I didn't pay money. You and your rules. (laughs) I had a gift card. That doesn't count. Anywho, um... This makes a lot of sense. I'll just, uh, the Cowboys, in fact, are in the salary cap. They rank 30th in the league. Their roster isn't going to be as good next year, you'd think, as it was this year. Now, I still think they're a big favorite to win that division. I still think this is a playoff team, but I also do think that it's a team that's not going to have a lot of advancement in the playoffs next year. I see them being kind of a one and done playoff team again man everybody's a little older again they lose a lot of players so i think it's going to be an easy exit path for the joneses to kind of escort mike mccarthy on and you know this we've talked about this jerry jones has to win a super bowl before he's in a retirement community before when when he's still running the show operating his team day to day he needs another trip to the super bowl And Sean Payton, he will think, will give him the best chance to get there, and they're going to open up every piggy bank they have. Sean Payton's going to coach the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, in 2023. Now, if it gets ugly next year and they have to part ways with Mike McCarthy during the season, it probably makes more sense to just give it to Dan Quinn because he has been a head coach, he has had success, he has coached a team in the Super Bowl, and dang it, should have won the darn thing. But, 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 they have so much more. The Cowboys do. They have so much more invested into Kellen and his rise than they do Dan Quinn, who's been with the team for a little over a year. I think that if it does come down to it and say Sean Payton doesn't want the gig or whatnot, I just think their investment into Kellen Moore lies a little deeper. I think Kellen Moore would be two on that list and Dan Quinn three. Prater, I think Kellen Moore with their investment there, they don't they're going to they would give him a shot before they recycle another Dan Quinn 
into the situation there. But I do ultimately think you're right. Peyton Kellen Moore won't ever be the head coach of the Cowboys because I think that next coach, that next coach is going to be Sean Payton, my bro. Ball game. I, I like your argument, but I, I think you're a little bit misguided here. Yes, the Cowboys have invested a heck of a lot more into into Kellen Moore, but that's not the question here. That doesn't matter. You you opened up, you stole your own lead when you said Jerry Jones has to win a Super Bowl. I mean, we come on now, think about this for a second. And let's be honest, and we all love Kellen Moore, and we all think Kellen Moore is God and is going to change the world. Yeah. But if you had if you were Jerry Jones and you had to pick one coach to win a Super Bowl right now before I die. I'm not picking Kellen Moore. I'm picking Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is more prepared to win a Super Bowl as a head coach right now than Kellen Moore is. And I don't think Jerry Jones has that kind of patience to wait. So that that scenario, though, would be an in-season thing, right? I don't think either of these guys get the head job. If this thing crashes and burns next year, I don't think he's keeping it in the immediate family there. I think he's going outside to bring in a rock star to get him to wherever he needs to go, and maybe keep Kellen and Quinn if they want to as OC and DC, but who knows what the head coach, the new head coach, is going to want to do. I don't know, man. We'll see. But they do love Kellen, and they're not going to want to just let him go, I don't think, but maybe they will. What do you guys think? 208-424-9300. Text us. Cloverdale Plumbing text line. Kellen or Quinn? Who do you think would be number two in that position in Dallas? Great stuff there from Norm Hitchkiss, J.P., Coming up, has Leon Rice talking about Emmanuel Acott and a bouquet jab. Today's Thursday. That means tomorrow, Friday night, 9 p.m., Extra Mile Arena. A tilt against UNLV. Always fun when the running Rebs come to town. But first, don't forget 2022. I'm talking garden seeds and seed starting supplies. They're all in at Zamzo's. Get ahead of the game with your lawn. 13 locations nobody knows like Zamzo's. Prater in the ballgame. The Treasure Valley's original all-sports station. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. From the com studio, Bob Beeler, Bronco Focus, coming up in our third installment. Uh, get to know a little bit about Abu Kijab in his own words. Bob Beeler has that on the way, but... Boise State basketball, they've got two home games in less than 48 hours this weekend, starting with UNLV tomorrow night, 9 o'clock at Extra Mile Arena, then a date with Colorado State on Super Bowl Sunday at 2 o'clock. Leon Rice met with the media today. He was asked about the status of Emmanuel Acott, his knee injury. Coach Rice said, we're not sure yet if he will play. did not play last Saturday. And uh, they've got the coaching show tonight. Bob Beeler will talk with Coach Rice, who talked a little bit about Abu Kijab. And what he brings to the court. He can do it in a lot of different ways. As the game opens up, as he gets more in a flow and he kind of gets to this, you know, I can see it when he gets into this zone. Now it's hard to, it's hard to, he plays so hard that it's almost physically impossible to play at that level for 40 minutes. I'm always trying to trade some minutes in the first half for minutes in the second half because, you know, he's a guy that you can put the team on his back and, and he's shown he can do that. And he has played pretty well the last couple of games, at least. Even longer than that. But They're going to need him. Yeah. Um, but if this is a situation, Parader, where you're thinking if ACOT's at 70% tomorrow night hosting UNLV, and that 70% might go down to 60 or 50 on Super Bowl Sunday against Colorado State, maybe 
you sit E-Man for another game on Friday to assure yourself that you get him at 90% plus on Sunday. And these are the decisions that coaches have to make. Yep, yep. There you are. Things getting a little more tight at the top of the Mountain West standings. Of course, Wyoming, Boise State, they're both 9-1. and one. Colorado State's 8-3. and three. There are no games, no Mountain West games tonight. So you can pay attention to the Olympics, I guess. The big curling match that's going on. Between? Uh, the U.S. and uh, I believe the Czech Republic or somebody. I've got it written down here. Oh. I watched last night the actual the uh, U.S. against the uh, Russian Olympic Committee, and that was a fantastic match. You really get down I on did. this curling, it huh? Was good. It, it, it entertains you. It huh? did, yeah. Good. NBA trade deadline has come and gone. Philadelphia 76ers getting James Harden in a trade with the Brooklyn Nets. Sixers also get Paul Millsap, and the uh, Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a couple of first-round picks. Some other trades out there today. Mavs and Wizards swap Kristaps Porzingis and Spencer Dinwiddie and some other players and picks. And any Anything other than the Harden trade that may have floated your boat today? Nah, either? no, but that was a big trade. And, and we'll see. Playoffs, I really don't pay much attention to the NBA until after March Madness. Just kind of what I've been doing since I've lost the Sonics pretty much. But, you know, I think this could help both teams. All of a sudden, Prater Philly... Can run with Embiid and Harden in a series. That's going to be tough. And you know, Durant goes from two head cases, Harden and Kyrie Irving, to two head cases, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. But he gets Seth Curry and some other pieces. Doc Rivers had to trade his son-in-law today. <laughs> Seth Curry. That must have been an interesting conversation. But they're all pros. I think he's traded his son in the past. Yes, so that's yes. uh, that's. That's, yes. that's easy peasy for him. <laughs> By the way, what makes you think that the Embiid Harden thing is going to work? Just two, yeah, two yeah. alpha males. They both have to have the ball. There's only so much time to have the ball. I see the chemistry here. I see this to be a complete total disaster. Now, I can't wait to see. I will be watching that. I just, you know, you're right. You never know how two individual players, and they're both totally individual players. But I mean, they can both. I think live in a world. Where they get their eighteen to twenty-one shots off in a game. But, Embiid is having an MVP type of yeah, season. Embiid does not want to be impeded with somebody like James Harden coming in. I, I, I can see some. I don't know how they. I don't know if they get along off the court or if they're friends or buds or whatever. Yeah. Basketball wise, I think this is a disaster for, for the Philly Sixers. Yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers has a has a little problem on his hands. I then. think so. And finally, uh, the Idaho Steelheads they won their seventh straight home game last night, shutout fashion. 2-0 over the Tulsa Oilers. Colton Point stopped all 25 shots on goal. Will Merchant, he scored both of the goals for the Steelheads last night. Tomorrow night, those two teams go out again. It's going to be loud in downtown Boise. First 1,000 fans through the gates get a free cowbell. We need more cowbell, Johnny. Uh, I'm not going to be at the cowbell <laughs> game. And I was talking to some of the guys on the production staff yeah. and the manager of the guy, uh, what, 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 Brett Countryman, he told the crew, he's like, hey, guys, don't forget on Saturday, bring earplugs. So, oh, is it Saturday, Cowbell Night I'm or sorry, Friday? Oh, it's Friday. Tomorrow is okay, Cowbell Night. Yeah. I said Saturday. I'm an yeah. idiot. He said, don't forget, next game, bring earplugs. It's going to be really loud. All those cowbells, Prater. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think, know if I could do it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to purposely skip tomorrow's game for that reason. I, I don't think I could. I mean, I, I like noise. I like chaos. I like craziness. I would imagine if I was in an 80,000-foot football stadium, it'd be kind of fun. 
Um, but uh, that's that's yeah. That's Cowbell what, night? That's very obnoxious. <laughs> who who came up with that promotion? That's yeah. a dumb promotion. Eric Trapp, you agreed to this? How about this? I gave one of our diehard listeners, Darren from CUNA, I gave him my two season tickets for tomorrow. I don't Ooh. know if he knows it's Cowbell night, but I'm hoping I can, you know, maybe I can, you know, we can have some stuff go to Darren and Cuno. Some some things go wrong. He blows a couple eardrums, and then maybe he doesn't annoy us as much, Prater. What, you're you're wishing bodily injury on uh, one of our listeners? around, but yeah, Cowbell night. And you're actually one. contributing to it? I'm going to be well? an extra mile. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting deal, guys. Can't wait. Uh, JP, why don't we diamond diggage? What do you say? Let's do it. We, we need, need yeah. collar number nine. That's collar number Gordy Howe, hockey geeks. You're welcome for that. I think I hit that number correct, Prater. Collar number nine, Gordy Howe. It is our 12th annual diamond dig. It's where Prater and myself teaming up with the Diamond Girls for Valentine's Day, which is Monday. Prater, we're going to be at Pastry Perfection on Glenwood. That's just across from Memorial Stadium. And you have a chance to qualify right now. JP's taking collar number nine, so call 208-424-9300. If you want a chance from the Diamond Girls to dig out a yellow gold engagement ring with a round, brilliant-minded diamond for free. There's also ways to qualify at KTIK.com and in person at Pastry Perfection. So, JP, get us that qualifier. Bob Beeler, get in. The Ropaint.com studio, and let's get to know Abu Kijab. Prater in the ball game, Idaho Sports Talk. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. This is Bronco Focus with the voice of Boise State Athletics, Bob Beeler. Despite what many of you have thought, oh, Beeler's not showing up for a segment today. He's home crying that the National League is going to start using a DH Prater. No. Naga, not going to happen. Bob Beeler in the RowPaint.com studio. Part three, getting to know your Boise State men's basketball players today. Abu Kijab, welcome, Bob. Before we get to Abu, I am very disappointed. Uh, I would have rather seen the American League ditch the designated hitter, but I'm also <laughs> a realist to know that it was coming. And, I mean, that's why I'm not disappointed today because I knew two, three years ago that this day would be coming. Gotcha. And I just hope the Giants have a good enough DH in the pipeline that they can make it count. <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. All right, let's talk about uh, Key Jab. And this is, I think, maybe one of the more interesting players on the team, not because of his talent, but just because of the circumstances that he is back this year. He could have gone and left. He was a senior last year, got a COVID year. So he had the choice. Does he want to go out into the world of professional basketball? And when everybody thinks professional basketball, they think NBA. But there's a lot of money to be made by a lot of people in other countries or even in the G League. So you can go out and be professional and say you want to turn pro and everybody says, oh, he'll never make the NBA. Well, that's not necessarily what a player's talking about. A player's talking about their right to make a living and move on and play professionally. He went through senior day last year and then got hurt at the end of the season, hurt his shoulders rotator cuff area and had surgery and probably would not have been that attractive to go out into the pros, and probably maybe it helped his decision to come back. But I asked him on the coach's show a couple of weeks ago just about the decision to come back, and uh, he gave an interesting answer that had more to do with the other people on the team than did with himself. I knew that we had a special team coming back, and I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to be, um, you know, see uh, Emans last year, um, and, you know, just I wanted to really win a championship. I felt like we were just so short. Uh, last year and um, 
it really wanted, made me want to come back. Really made, made me want to come back. Now, if you think about it, Key Jab, Shaver, and Acott all sat out together, and Coach Rice has talked about how they did on scout team. Well, I would love to. I've saw, I saw them as scout team players. I would have loved to have been the coach of the scout team on a regular basis because I would have had three guys that would be mainstays in a collegiate starting lineup, not your regular guys that are down the, down the line on the roster. So uh, he decided to come back. He decided to play with those guys that he played a lot with and I had thought had good relationships with. But think about where this team would be without him. If he'd have taken the Senior Day Award, uh, the jersey and the plaque, and, and left, this team would be without a player that plays with a huge passion on the boards, defensively, is willing to take the big shot, is willing to make the big free throw, and had a chance to ask him where he thinks he's a better player right now. Um, I've improved a lot, a lot. Actually, uh, the biggest area I think I really improved was uh, my on-ball defense and making decisions uh, in 0.5 seconds, uh, which, whether it's either drive, shoot the ball, or pass. So, and that's how our offense is, 0.5 decisions, and you know, we're always going to get better at that. And I think he's gotten way better as a passer. If you look at his assists, his assists are way up, and a lot of his assists come – when he drives the ball, which I think he's much better driver than he is a shooter, and when he gets into the paint, he makes the right decisions and finds people. I love him backing people down. I love his strength. He's a guy that I think makes things happen, especially inside the paint. Now, he's been part of that defense this year that's been holding people under 60 regularly, and I asked him why he thought the defense on the team was better this year, and he gave an answer that I I would never have thought of, but uh, it's it's to me sort of a an extra reason why this defense is good, and I think you'll be interested in hearing why. Helping the helper. Um, when the big man goes to block a shot or take a charge, the next guy is coming in to crack down that big. And, you know, if that ball skipped, you know, we have a guy rotating out to that first pass, and the next guy is going to the next pass. And, um, you know, we make guys do what they're not comfortable doing. We knew Wyoming was a really good uh, three-point shooting team. And they were really good from the post, so we try to run them off that line and try to make them go to the rim. Guys, I had a professor in college that told me that an A student could tell you why a B could do it. And I think that that's an answer that's an A answer because it's not just about taking your man. I think a lot of people can take their man. But it's understanding the concept of the defense, rotating, helping, moving. And I thought that was a very good answer that Kijab gave me. And it kind of leads into what he wants to do in the future. He'd like to coach. So I've recently got my communications degree this past semester. I was really excited about that. And right now I'm taking a couple of sociology classes, just, you know, learn, just going into a, a little different field, just to see, you know, what I like. Um, but um, in terms of after basketball, my whole life, I've always wanted to be a coach. I've always wanted to be a coach and get back to the game that gave so much to me. So that's my biggest thing for after the game is to become a coach. So if you want to become a coach, in your time here at Boise State, what, what's the thing maybe you want to take from this coaching staff that, that you learn the most about being a successful coach? Um, it's very tough to coach. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs, and it's all about staying even keel and keeping all the other guys even keel as well because you're going to have your ups and downs throughout the season, but you're going to have to – find a way to keep all the guys even keel throughout those ups and downs. Cause you know, right now we're on a huge winning streak and you know, our head can get really big and 
think we're really good, but we still got a lot of stuff to improve on. And coaches do a good job of, you know, keeping us in the moment, humbling us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's either you're humble or you get humbled. And uh, Key Jab, again, an extra senior. He's the only guy that is not going to be back next year because he can't by the number of years he's played. Guy that grew up in Sudan, moved to Canada at nine, uh, came down here for a senior year at a prep school down near Napa, Napa, went to Oregon and came here. And I think his transfer to Boise State has not only been great for the Broncos, but it's been great for him. You know what's interesting about Key Jab? I was talking to him following the last home game. And I said, you know, what's your routine? You're going to go home and you're going to watch this film. And he said he watches every game three or four times mm-hmm. immediately You know, afterwards. You know, he'll go home, watch it once or twice that night. He'll wake up the next day, watch it again. And I'm thinking, okay, that that's, that's a future coach. Mm-hmm. Typically, you know, assistant coaches have to do that right after the game. And a lot of them don't like doing it. <laughs> it's what the head coach says. Okay, you got to break down the film. Kijab likes it. I definitely see a future coach, and he's just one of those guys. You can tell when Keyjab is in the room, and you've been in a lot of rooms with him. He lights it up, Bob. He does, well done. and he likes handling the media, so I think that'll help him in coaching. In the last two years, he's the difference maker. When he's in double figures, the team is 27-3. and three. Damn. Well done, Bob Beeler. Sorry about your DH. Prater and the ball game continue. Overrated, underrated. Super Bowl edition. Don't miss it. We love ya. Idaho Sports Talk Prater of the Ball Game. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Cows, lock, stock, and barrel. So remember to do that right at 9 o'clock. At 9.03, you'll be too late. This hour, we're playing rock, jocks, and pop culture. I will give away Hillcrest Floral. Someone today will get a bouquet of flowers to give to their special someone for Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll talk with Lee Sterling, a professional gambler, about what, what, who are, what are the suckers? Okay, who are the suckers betting on on Super Bowl Sunday? That's what I want to know. We'll ask Lee Sterling that. But first, JP. Let's get this done with Overrated Underrated. Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game presents Overrated Underrated. Lots of different topics with no middle ground. You can tell us what you think on the Cloverdale Plumbing Text Line at 208-424-9300. Okay, time to bring it, Johnny. All right, play it home. 208-424-9300 on the Cloverdale Plumbing Text Line. First up is Mike Prater. Prater, overrated or underrated? Returning the shopping cart to the cart corral. I can even take that one step further. I always leave the shopping cart inside the store. I never take it out. What? It's overrated. Or taking it to the corral. I think it's underrated. Take care of business. Don't make the guy go out in the parking lot and get. I used to work at Albertsons. I used to be a box guy. Okay, I'd have to go down three blocks to Grandma's house to yep. get some shopping carts yep. in the rain and the cold, and I'm making three bucks an hour. I always leave the shopping cart in the store because I never buy enough groceries that I can't carry them out myself. Never take the shopping cart out of the grocery store. JP, that's first off, that's crazy advice because people who buy stuff, you have to take the cart. Out to the car. The question is, the car corrals all the way away from your car. Do you leave it there? Do you take it back? Is it overrated or underrated taking it back? You have to return your cart to the cart corral. What? You have to, Johnny. It's common decency in America. If you don't do it, you 
are a leech and a scumbag. What if you put it on the curb? No. Like on the sidewalk? No. It could it could fall off. It could roll into somebody's brand new BMW, Johnny. Put a big old mark on the side. Just take an extra, what, 30 seconds. If that, yeah. One of the greatest uh, commercials involving a, an athlete was the uh, Sergio Garcia, where he's coming out of the uh, the uh, with the shopping cart, and he kind of lines up his thing, and he pushes the cart about 50 yards, and it lands in the cart corral. Love it. That's a great shot. Yeah. Uh, or great put shot. on the little bark island there. I mean, no. there's other places no. to put it. No. Lazy. Leave I it in the store, ball game. Leave I, it in the store. I need more car corrals. You don't buy that many groceries. You When you walk into a grocery store ball game, you walk out with like five items. Come on now. <laughs> I know you. The last time you went and loaded up your entire pantry grocery shopping, come on, ball game. Don't be uh, a leech, Johnny. Come on. All right, JP. Casinos. A lot of people are going to be in casinos throughout the Super Bowl. JP is, is just hanging in a casino for a day. Underrated, overrated. Where are you at? Um. Well, I I don't. Uh, the last time I did that was about six years ago when we were going. We were in uh, jackpot. Uh, no, we were in um, Reno on the way to uh, San Francisco or something, and I won three hundred seventy-five bucks. I'm t- saying it's totally underrated. But yeah. you haven't been in six years. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's a real casino. In Montana, there's casinos everywhere. A gas station is a casino. Okay. And you can you can gamble away all your money in there in a gas station if you want. But I'm going to say it's a, it's worth it. It's fun. You with JP yeah. on this, Prater? Uh, highly underrated, and, and for completely different reasons than JP. I go I, I got to go to a casino at least three or four times a year. I got to smell the smells. I got to hear the noises. I got to listen to the bells and the whistles. I got to see the fat, drunk, disgusting slob. I got to see the L.A. hooker hanging out with the, the rich, fat daddy at the craps table. Yeah. I get, there's so much visually <laughs> appealing in a casino, uh, audio stimulation. It's it's one of God's greatest places to hang out. Ball game casinos are beautiful. All right, Prater. What about being interviewed by the police? Overrated or underrated? Hmm, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. PTSD. Um, I'll give you some, I'll give you an honest answer. I don't know how to answer that. Okay. I've been interviewed by the police twice, and you guys know the deals. I didn't cooperate either time. I okay. refuse to answer every single question every single time. Overrated. Which them. got me in trouble. Okay. But I, mean, I was that guy. It doesn't even have to be when they're, I mean, they could, they could be, it could be a, a police officer showing up to your house saying, hey, did you see something over there? There was a domestic disturbance. We want to know if you saw it. Just the cops talking to you. And my, my, if he came to my door and said that, I would say, if I would have saw something, I would have called you. See you later. Okay. JP? Um... I think that there's got to be some stipulations to this question. Okay. Um, and if you're in trouble, then talking to the police would be totally overrated. Uh, but if you are a witness to a crime yeah. and you want to help out society and you want to put scumbags behind bars, um, then I would say it's underrated. If you're being pulled over police by the police for speeding or something and you're being interviewed by them, uh, that's your push right there. So it, it, it could go all ways, Johnny. That's a good answer. It could go all ways. Thank you, J.P. Um, JP, the Super Bowl halftime show, typically. Overrated or underrated for you? Um, ooh, ooh. I'm going to say it's... I'm going to push on... I can't push on this one. Can I push on this one? Sure. I'm going to push on this one because usually when I think it's going to be overrated, it is not. And when I think it's going to be underrated, it's overrated. What do you have to say on this, Prater? When you answer, when you ask JP the question and you tacked on the last two words for you, so this is back, I mean, it's from, I think as an American spectacle, 
it's it's a beautiful thing. For me, I never watch it highly overrated. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, too. All right, Prater, what about taking a vacation to Mexico? One of those all-inclusive resorts. You pay up front. You're there for a week. Everything's on the house. That type of thing. I've never done it. I'm thinking about doing it this year. So I wanted your guys' expert opinion. A Mexico vacation at a resort. Overrated or underrated? Well, if you're talking about an all-inclusive resort, uh, highly overrated. Uh, I've been to Mexico seven or eight times, and I've never done a resort. I will never do a resort. I don't like to be told what to do, where to go, what to eat, how to eat, when to eat. Um, I like to make my own plans. <laughs> Sometimes I like to get lost in the jungle and not eat for a day and just drink tequila all night. Dude. So uh, an all-inclusive resort is, is nothing but gluttony and overpriced crap and uh, Americana at its worst. Wow. Damn. I've never done it, Johnny, so I'm going to have to say it's overrated. Although... You know, for a guy like me who's turning into my parents, as you like to point out, yes. you know, when some decisions are made for me, I, I don't have a problem with some decisions being made for me. Uh, the way Prater makes it sound, almost yeah. all the decisions are made for you. I would not like that. I mean, you have your choice. I'm sure there's a there's a dinner menu. There's a drink menu. There's an entertainment option A, B, or C. Like You have to eat between four and six. <laughs> What's the matter with that? <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't have a problem with that either, PC. Uh, JP, exotic pets. For example, a snake, a ferret, a tarantula, a lizard, a hedgehog. An exotic pet. Is that overrated or underrated? An exotic pet is overrated. Get yourself a dog. End of story. What JP said. What JP said. I remember when I, I went to L.A. for a vacation one year, right out of college. My college roommate was living in L.A., and I was going to stay with him for three nights, and I showed up at his house, and he was dating a, a Hollywood stripper <laughs> whose side job was to train exotic pets for, for Hollywood movies. Really? And her entire house was... I, uh, I, went, I dropped 700 bucks to stay at a hotel instead. I had no business doing any so of that. So what, what type of animals were they there? They had snakes and, and ferrets and everything you just said. Exotic pets that you see in Hollywood movies. It was horrible. I don't get the ferret pet thing. I don't get anything other than a dog. Cats. I don't get anything mm. other than a dog. As a matter of fact, instead of an exotic pet, get yourself two dogs. Two <laughs> dogs would be better than one exotic pet. Anybody out there listening have exotic pets, text us which ones you have and how it goes there. Um, JP, hiring a DJ for anything type of event. Hiring a DJ. Is that overrated or underrated? Um, I'm going to say that it is overrated. I actually, for my wedding, I was in charge of hiring the DJ because I was a DJ at the time. I was going to say that, yeah. And uh, I hired a guy I knew. He decided to kind of sub out the people that came and did our wedding, and it was a total disaster. I was in trouble. That sounds like a you problem. It yeah. sounds like you made yeah. the wrong hire. I, I did make the wrong hire. I That's like them. Overrated. You, you think it's underrated? Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, it's underrated. They're fun. I mean, like, when you get to a wedding and a guy's just trying to yuck it up, and uh, um, I went to a couple Christmas parties with DJs. It was fun. Yeah, okay. Um, Prater, baby on board signs. <laughs> overrated or underrated? You're driving in your car. You see a minivan. Oh, oh baby on board. Oh, they got a baby. I'm going to take it a little cautious. There's a baby in that car. Not for me. But for the people that put that in there, I'm sure it's a very proud, cool moment. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go underrated. I'm going to say baby on board signs are overrated. They're so 90s ish. 
Get yourself those stickers that has your family on it, including your dog. Because those are so new. Yeah. Ooh. Well, at least they're newer. Yeah. GP. Okay. Hot sauce. My girlfriend puts it on everything. I am overrated, not, underrated. I'm going to say hot sauce, sauce is uh, overrated. I'm not a hot sauce connoisseur. Okay. I know my son loves putting hot sauce on stuff. He does. But yeah. uh, I am not that guy. I am not the hot sauce guy. I'm Me neither. Overrated. Me neither. Prater, hot sauce for you? Yeah, overrated. I, I like I like hot things. I'll suck down a jalapeno. I, I got no problem doing certain things like that. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I like like li- uh, green chili sauce. Uh, I like uh, like you know sweet chili sauce. I, I don't like the hot hot sauce. All right, got time for one more. Um, cloudy days. Don't get a lot of those in Boise with the elevation, Prater. A cloudy day is that overrated or underrated? It depends what season, how many other days we've had, but generally speaking, uh, um, overrated. I like the sun. I, I want the sun 365. I'm with you. I'm going to say they're overrated in the summer around here. Or I'm, I'm sorry, underrated in the summer around here. Need okay. a little cloudy day. It's a little hot for me sometimes. Need a little, little shade. Right. I would live in 105 degree weather, 100 or 365 days a year. I don't need the fi- I don't need all the seasons. I, I don't I, need winter. Sun. I don't need the cold. I don't need the snow. JP. I don't need the rain. No. I don't need clouds. I just I would like the what? sun every day too. I'm you with just Prater want on that. 75 degrees and sunny every day. Rest of my life, oh, yeah, yes. Take that. Anybody take that. I love it. Hey, we're airing Super Bowl 56. We're proud of it. So when you're driving around on Super Bowl Sunday, keep it right here on KTIK, the ticket for all the pregame coverage. Ours begins at noon. Next, what's everybody going to be betting on this year? Whether it's a square pool at your Super Bowl party, whether it's the standard line, whether it's a prop bet. This guy does this for a living with ParamountSports.com. He's Lee Sterling, and he's next. On Prater in the Ballgame. You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Super Bowl 56. More money gambled on this day for this event than any other sporting event in the country for a single day. So we know whether it's just you and your buddies whether you're calling your bookie, whether you're going to the casino, whether you're betting online, however you play the situation, we know there's a lot of action going on on Sunday. So for that, we need to head to the Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline and our good buddy Lee Sterling with ParamountSports.com joins us. Lee, just how big is the Super Bowl from a gambling standpoint? You do this every day, dude. So two years ago, 17% of the people... The United States would bet on the game. Now thirty six percent. Oh, shnikes. Thirty what we have thirty thirty states, United States where sports gambling's legal. So uh the stakes have changed big it's, time. It was okay, what's the what's the sucker bet? What should I stay away from, Lee? What do you not even touch with Mike Prater's money? <laughs> Give me a sucker bet. Dude. I think the total is really tough. I you know so many of these games, especially in the playoffs. Now, the last six games, the underdog has covered. But you, you could be sitting there with a, you know, like a twenty-seven to seven game going into the fourth quarter, or going, you know, with seven eight minutes to go in the game, and you know, a team just starts throwing the ball every single play. I mean, look at the uh, Tampa Bay and L.A. Rams game. 
That game's a dead under game, and what happens that game? You know, the Rams fumble, <laughs> and the game went flying over. So I think the total is very, very tough. We're hanging out with our good buddy Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. We'll get you some more information at the end of the segment. Right now, talking Super Bowl, trying to get you some cash for Sunday's game. All right, Lee, let's dive into some of these prop bets, and then we'll dive into the seriousness after that. So we love it when you come on this show. You've got a long list of prop bets. We can do everything from national anthems to, to fumbles in the fourth quarter. What do you got, bud? Okay, so let's start off with a fun prop. I don't play this, the coin toss. It's 115 to win 100. I'm not that desperate. I don't do <laughs> color of Gatorade. But uh, you guys know we do the national anthem. My daughter has hit seven straight. And are you guys familiar with Mickey Guyton, who's going to sing the national anthem? A little bit, a little bit. We had a conversation with our country music guys here in the building today. Yes, we did. Okay. And here's my daughter. As you know, she's in New York City. She's trained in, in uh, vocalist. She said... She studied for two hours, and she came out smiling. And I'm like, what? What's going on? She said, she said she's a very well-trained singer and has amazing pipes. She told me that her vocal control is absolutely superb, and she feels that she's going to try to prove her vocal capability to the world with this performance. So now she has sang it twice before in a minute and 24 and a minute and 27 seconds. The over-under here is a minute and 35. So she sang it twice, where you can look it up on YouTube, but she was singing with a fast track. And when, when you have a quick track, she just felt that she was totally rushing through it. She was cutting phrases short uh, to stay along with the music here. And there is a history here of letting people take their time during the National Anthem. In fact, last nine years, seven of the last nine Super Bowls have gone over two minutes, and the other two um, were even above 135 that the time is here. Actually, her passion for wanting to become a recording artist actually stems from watching Leanne Rimes sing the National Anthem at a Texas Rangers game when she was growing up in Arlington, Texas. So uh, my daughter just feels that this is her moment to sing this song that has inspired her to this life path of on the biggest stage in the world, and she's not going to rush it, and she's going to nail it. We're going over 135 on the National Anthem. Listen to that handicap, yeah. right? You know, we're talking about how long the National Anthem is going to be, and that's some factual data there. I like those stats, <laughs> Lee. Okay, I might I might take an under. Give me like a player Over, prop. over. Taking the over. Over. Taking the I'm over. sorry, yeah, over on the anthem. Like a... You know, how many touchdown passes Burrow throws for, yardage, Stafford, yep. catches, Cooper Cup. Give me right. a couple of prop bets you like there, Lee. Okay, so I like Joe Burrow over 10.5 rushing yards. Now, they don't count sacks. Remember, a lot of people are, yeah. don't bet this because they'll think, oh, well, Joe Burrow is going to get sacked four times for 40 yards. That kills it. No, uh, sack yardage is totally different. It's just rushing yardage, so... Like in the last uh, the championship game on third and eight and third and nine, he ran for a first down twice. I like it. Uh, so all he needs one rush for eleven yards, and with that defensive line chasing him, yeah. uh, I feel that he's he's going to probably gain twenty twenty five minimum yards in the Super Bowl. Uh, first play to be a run. Uh, I like that minus one forty. Uh, I feel that the Rams, the first possession they had the ball in the last game championship game, they threw three straight times and had to punt. So I think they want to establish the run. Uh, 
And then Cincinnati wants to make sure Joe Burrow's not throwing the ball 45, 50 times. So let's go with the first offensive player run. Cincinnati's Trey Hendrickson, over a half a sack. He had 14 sacks in the regular season and two and a half in the playoffs. So we like that one a lot. And another one is longest field goal, 47 yards. I mean, these two kickers, they can, they can, they can fire away from close to 60. Yep. Conditions will be perfect. Uh, Evan McPherson hasn't missed a field goal in the playoffs, and it seems like every field goal uh, goes right through the middle. So we'll go over 47 yards in the longest field goal. Weather forecast calls for mid-80s. It could be the hottest Super Bowl ever. Two questions for you, Lee. One, can you bet on the weather? And two, if you're a serious gambler looking at this game, the X's and O's of this game, which we'll hit here in a second, does the weather play a role? They can. It hasn't often played the role. I mean, even the time that it was played in New York City, they well, it's actually New Jersey in the Meadowlands, uh, that weather was actually not too bad at all. I think it was like in the 40s. Uh, for that game. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a factor at all. And I, I looked through 680 uh, different prop bets. I didn't see anything on the weather. Wow. Lee yep. Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Visit ParamountSports.com. We'll give you some info on that in a little second. But, uh, Lee, I'm looking for a couple of long shot plays. Yep. Evan McPherson's like plus however many thousand to win MVP. Maybe you get a kicker kicking like a 65-yarder. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I mean, you can bet, will it go to overtime? The answer, yes, is like plus 665. Like, what are a couple of props, maybe, Lee, long shot plays I can throw 10 bucks on, and if it comes home for me, I win 60, 70, 80 or more dollars? What, what do you have there, Lee? Well, the only one that I really liked is, is I like Aaron Donald, anywhere from uh, 40 to 51 to 50 to 1 to win the MVP. So. You know, if he hit, let's say, has uh, three sacks or recovers a fumble, yep. you know, maybe they give it to him. The problem is, you know, they give it to the quarterback almost all the time. Lee Sterling with this. Okay, let's get down yep. to it. Yeah, yeah. Lee, how do we get the information? Are you going to give us the what you like on the spread? Or I will. I'll give you this. I'm going to give you. Uh, actually, I'm going to give you the first half play. I like the under. As I alluded to, I just feel that. Uh, the Rams are going to try to establish the run, okay. and they don't want to play from behind with Matthew Stafford. They don't want, even though they did it in, in the San Francisco game, they feel that's probably the not the best way to approach this game. So they want to have it uh, play out similar, more similar uh, to the first three quarters of the first two playoff games they had against Arizona, and then against Tampa Bay and uh, Cincinnati. As I said, doesn't want to leave uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, back there and throwing the ball 45, 50 times. So we're going to go under 24 in the first half. We feel that's okay. uh, the best play on the total if they want to get the game. Uh, my top 10 prop plays. Uh, and I'm also going to throw in basketball and hockey next four days through the Super Bowl. So normally it's 197 for the Super Bowl alone. They can get uh, everything $97. That's just too good. That's too good of a deal, Prater. Yeah. Now, Lee, real quick before we let you go, can I place a bet on whether Brian Harson is the Auburn football coach by Monday morning? <laughs> I, I was going to bring that up, but I, <laughs> I, I'm glad you guys walked right into that. I, I would say the answer is probably I haven't seen anything, but but no. Do you think is it, it? It can't be because he he had an affair. Am I right? No, no, I don't think no. uh, that might be some uh, some funny business going on in the South. But uh, there's plenty right. of other there's plenty now, of now, other dirt going on. His alleged girlfriend. Was she a cheerleader? I'm seeing pictures all over the place 
from Boise State at one time? Allegedly. Yeah, big allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. I love it, man. (laughs) Lee, you're the best, man. Uh, That's ParamountSports.com. Get in touch with Lee Sterling. You can't beat those deals. And win some money while you're watching the Super Bowl. Thanks, Lee. All right, guys. And let's why don't we reconvene uh, the Tuesday before March Madness. Okay. I'm writing that down. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Lee. Thanks, man. Okay, guys. Take care. ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling. Um, Prater, we'll do this again. we got to give another reminder. Hopefully you guys have done this so far. But call Hillcrest Floral. Visit HillcrestFloral.net because they will deliver flowers tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday in preparation for Monday's Valentine's Day Spectacular Prater and Hillcrest Floral. They're not just delivering flowers. They aren't. You could also get stuffed animals, chocolates, gift cards, whatever. But here, here's the deal, guys. Here's what's really cool about Hillcrest Floral. You can spend 10 seconds on the phone and just say, here's the address, here's the name, tell her I love her, and I want a dozen red roses. And just keep it as simple as that. Yeah. Or you could go online and they got dozens and hundreds and thousands of different kinds of bouquets with colors that you didn't even know existed. And if you want to put in the time and pick out the perfect one, the personal one, you can make that happen too. Hillcrest Floral, we love those guys. JP's got an Olympic update. How about an update on a local Olympian? Give that to us, PZ, and rock jocks and pop culture right around the corner. Here we go. Prayer right on the ball game. Give us a quick one. This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. All right, guys, if you've been procrastinating, buying a Valentine's gift will give you your chance to win a dozen Hillcrest flowers coming up. Rock Jocks and Pop Culture on the way. Hey, how about Lee Sterling using his daughter as a ringer for the national anthem year after year? He brings her up every single year. Yeah, he does. Seven in a row. Like, that was crazy (laughs) insight into a national anthem. His daughter comes out, she's in there studying for two hours, she comes out smiling. I would take that, yeah. I I think she's done, like, the national anthem at, like, Miami Heat games, maybe University of Miami, Florida football. Sang it. Or Miami, Miami Hurricanes football games. He's he's talked about her singing the national anthem at very high profile yep. events down there in Miami. Impressive. Yeah. Well, let's get to an Olympic update uh, from last night. Meridian's Andrew, Andrew Blaser in twenty first place in the skeleton in Beijing after the first two heats. His combined time two minutes and three point eight eight seconds. And as Prater mentioned, the, the difference between first and twenty first not much three and a half seconds. That's where Blaser is behind the leader. The third heat will go off early, early tomorrow morning, I believe in the 5 a.m. hour. So if you want to check that out. Uh, U.S. hockey team, Prater, they beat uh, China this morning, 8 nothing. Yep. Tonight, we've got some more curling, some men's snowboarding. I believe there's a medal round tonight. Uh, if you stay up late enough tonight, you can watch some U.S. women's hockey against the Czech Republic. I, and then the United yeah. States men versus Canada, which is the premier hockey event of this in terms of the qualifying round is tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. So, USA plays Canada. Tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, live. Mm. That's the same time Boise State tips off. Yep, yep, yep. Um, back to the Chinese hockey team. Okay. Is hockey a fairly big sport in China? I know China's no, I the, no, the no. biggest, what's well, the biggest country in the world. So no, I, no. 
but they are good enough to qualify for the Olympics. I didn't know I, they're hosting. I, they're, I, the fact that they're hosting, <laughs> they get a free spot. Oh, that makes sense then. Chinese men and women hockey. You and I could beat them. But actually, okay. uh, one of the uh, former Steelheads, right, Peter? <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's a Canadian living <laughs> in America. You and I, but he's, yeah, on sure. the, he's on the you Chinese and I could team. Beat him. <laughs> so the there was one of the uh, one of the future Seattle Kraken bright prospects uh, scored for uh, the United States this morning. Oh, I love it. So would the Steelheads beat the Chinese national team in hockey? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Well, Auburn football coach Brian Harson he had a very interesting day from what we could tell on social media. He arrived in Birmingham, Alabama for the SEC spring coaches meetings this morning. And this story has paparazzi feel written all over it. This is how a TV station, WVTM in Birmingham, covered his arrival a bit today. Head coach Brian Harson. He has been on the hot seat, no doubt, for the past couple weeks surrounding his future with the team. And he is in Birmingham as we speak. He returned from vac- vacation in Mexico yesterday. Today, he's at an SEC coaches meeting. Our crew did see him sneak into a side door there, along with a state trooper. Our cameras are there. We hope to talk with him later. <laughs> He snuck into us, which I, he did, actually. Uh, so when Harson yeah. exited the building, there were about six, maybe seven, eight people with TV and cell phone cameras. He walked through the group. Uh, a couple of them didn't really shout questions, just kind of threw out a few questions about, you know, are you going to be the coach at Auburn next year? Are you going to, you know, participate in some sort of investigation with the school? He just said, uh, excuse me, guys. He walked around one of the SUVs and then circled back before getting into a different SUV. And and as we mentioned earlier, he kind of had a little bit of a smirk on his face. So uh, that was, uh, I guess, it for uh, the SEC meetings with Brian Harson today. Four-hour coaches meeting. So all 16 SEC head football coaches were there. There's a 14, I'm sorry. Um, we're in there talking for four hours. Um, yeah. Well, they're just complaining about their ads, their fans, the media. I think um, that was probably official business, and I know the SEC today released its uh, revenue sharing report. They probably yes. talked about that a little bit. So, uh, you know, standard operating meetings and uh, some business. Speaking of that money, fifty-four point six million dollars per school. The SEC divvied up seven hundred and seventy-seven point eight million dollars is that just tv money uh um, no, that's, that's revenue. all revenue okay including the 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 championship you know the the playoff games and that's divided that. evenly so this yes. is what's crazy about it like vanderbilt football gets yes 56 million dollars and yeah yeah i mean dude that's why sec basketball in my opinion is getting so much better over the last 10 years they have so much damn money that's funneling in from football. That okay, bas- all of a sudden you still give basketball a certain percentage of your overall revenue, but all of a sudden that total number is so much higher. Like I don't know, man. That's that's, that's my take on that, Prater. Why SEC hoops is better than it's ever been for yeah. basketball. They used to punt on basketball in the SEC. They don't have to anymore. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Kentucky's been around. There's been some schools One that have been team. around for a long time. But uh, as a conference, you're you're probably right. If the SEC is getting $55 million per team, here's what Boise State gets, uh, roughly 4 to $6 yep. million. Yep. And they get the sweetheart deal of an extra, I believe it's a $1.7 million bonus that everybody else in the, in the conference does Doesn't not get. get. So Boise's getting somewhere between 4 and $6 million. Auburn just got 55 yep. Yikes. Fair. 
And finally, uh, Johnny, Idaho State and the Vandals clash on the hardwood tonight in uh, oh, Moscow. And damn. I hate to say this, and I hate to bring this up to you, but it is a battle to stay out of last place in the Big Sky standings. Both teams are 2-10 and ten tonight in conference games. Oh, dude. What, do you have a feel on how this game is well, going to go for your put, Vandals tonight? I've put money no! Oh no! I did. I, I, I'm betting Big Sky basketball Prater. again. Prater, can we help him? At all? No, no. The van. I laid points with the Vandals. Can you believe that? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I put money on the Vandals when they were favored in anything. Forest. I laid three and a half points tonight, taking the Vandals in that new arena. So this is a big one. I think they're going to win. I think they're better than Idaho State. I'm sorry. I'm sticking with them, and I hope I have a chance to sit down and watch this thing tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Idaho State Bengals. Of course you are. Yeah, just because me. Yeah. yeah. You just root. Prater just JP. He just roots against me. Like he sits there on his couch. This is it's for your own good, though, Johnny. It is, it is for I, your for own my good. good. Yes. I mean, Idaho, Idaho State's coming off of a 23 point victory over Montana. They are. Yeah. Oh, shit. You need to stop. They beat Montana by 23. You, and you said Idaho State's terrible? Dude, why is Idaho favored in this? <laughs> you, you didn't do homework? Or you just blindly put your emotional cash on the table? Yes, That's what I yes. did. Yeah, you did. By the way, they play Weber on uh, Saturday, who leads the... Bloodbath. Yeah, and uh, and during that game, there's going to be a baby crawl, Johnny, at, at uh, halftime. A Maybe baby crawl? A baby crawl. They're going to get babies, and it's going to be a little baby crawl race. Oh, Maybe that... you could bet on that, too. You know what? It, what does the what does the winning team get? Like a thousand bucks? They get a fifty dollar Target gift card. <laughs> a baby crawl, and that's that. I'm not joking. That, uh, that's true. So they're doing a baby crawl yeah, at halftime yeah. for the Weber State game. Come yep. Vandals, cover tonight. Win this game by four or more oh, points. Man. Zach Claus. I'm going to actually be paying attention. to this Come score. on, man. What's I don't the pr- spread? Three and a half. Vandals got to win by four. And Prater's going to sit there on his couch, and when he sees the score and he sees that like Idaho State wins, he's just going to get a nice smile. I know you are. I'll probably forget, and you'll have to tell me in the morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, guys. Hey, bouquet of flowers. Uh, how about a dozen roses? Forget a whole bouquet. Let's just get with the hard stuff, the good stuff for Valentine's Day. Who wants a dozen roses to send to your special someone for Valentine's Day? That's at stake for Rock Jocks and Pop Culture. Call 208-424-9300. Call that number right now. And, uh, JP, pick us a lucky contestant, and we'll play Rock Jocks and Pop. Brought to you by Advanced Heating and Cooling next on Idaho Sports Talk. Idaho Sports Talk presents Rock Jocks and Pop Culture. There's a 2% chance you'll hear a Back to the Future reference at some point. Now, here's Johnny on Sports Radio 95 3 FM and 1350 AM. The Brought to you by Advanced Heating and Cooling. And I like these questions today, guys. Pump for another edition of Rock Jocks and Pop Culture. Brent in Nampa. Mike Prater is big time in Nampa. Brent, welcome to Idaho Sports Talk. You ever seen Prater at any of those Nampa watering holes, man? I have not. Okay. All right. I do it incognito, Bob. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably have Brent. You just didn't recognize him. I'll just have to look closer. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, uh, you a big fan of the show, Brent? I am. Okay, good. And we're doing okay for you? You're doing well. Okay. Well, let's see if we can get some uh, some flowers your direction. A dozen roses for your special someone. You know who you'll give these flowers to? 
Every good idea. Okay, I like that. Okay, Brent, two lifelines, Prater and JP, can help you along your journey. We start with The Rock. Brent, who is the lead vocalist of the new metal group Limp Bizkit? Who's the lead? Who who sings for Limp Bizkit? I believe it's Fred Durst. But I probably should get some help on that. Uh, Mike, can you help me? You wasted a lifeline, bud. It's Mr. Fred Durst. Good. We'll go with that. It is my understanding that we're supposed to play ball. How old are you, Brent? I'd I'd hate to say. Older than... uh, what you probably normally would get, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just hoping you don't have a bunch of young questions. Okay. No, well, I, I thought Fred Durst was kind of a young question, but I'm impressed that you knew that. They've been around that. for 20-plus years. Yeah, they're there in the late 90s. Yeah, you said new. They're not new. They've been around for 20-plus oh, years. New Metal is the type of the music. Oh, and I got New you. Metal. Got That's you. the band. Um, Prater, you seem like you would have been a big Fred Durst fan. Um, I wouldn't say big, no. <laughs> and I'm not a big Limp Bizkit fan. But, uh... You did it all for the nookie? Come on, the nookie, so you can get that cookie and <laughs> shove it up your bar. Shove it up your bar. Okay. JP, familiar? Um, I'm not familiar. I did know the answer to that, and I believe, I'm not going to say, but I think you may have asked that question before. No way. Yeah. I don't remember you asking that one. Damn. I don't think I have. Fred Durst? Okay. Anyway, here we go. Jocks. What Hall of Fame running back has the most career rushing yards? In Super Bowl's history. Now, this is not just one game. This is career. The most rushing yards in the history of the Super Bowl. All Super Bowls together. Obviously, it's probably going to be need to be someone who has played in more than one. But I gave you a little hint. He is in the Hall of Fame. Which running back has the most career Super Bowl rushing yards? Brent in Nampa. Oh, shoot. I'm thinking it'd probably be either Franco Harris or maybe Tony Dorsett. Uh, JP, can you help me out on this? Um, I didn't write either of those down. I wrote down Thurman Thomas, and I wrote down Emmett Smith. Because I know that Emmett Smith played in three and Thurman Thomas four. So that's why I went down that road. So I, oh, wow. okay. I would not... S- I think I'm going to stay away from Emmett Smith. I, I'm, I'm, my gut says Thurman Thomas, but that's probably not right because okay. they lost all their games. So, hmm. I'll go with you. Let's go with Thurman Thomas. Bad breaks and crooked refs. Ah, uh, JPZ. Emmett. Ah, uh, JPZ. <laughs> Franco, isn't it? Franco. Is Franco. It? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I talked to you. Oh, out darn. That. Sorry I talked to you. Yeah, out that, that's all right. Played in four Super Bowls, a running offense. One MVP. One mm. an MVP. I know Emmett yeah. had a Super Bowl MVP, though, Did he? too. And, okay. Wait, I think. Anyway, he, he had some good games. Emmett's up there. Mm-hmm. Emmett's up there. Um, but he didn't play in the four games. You're one for two. You're on your okay. own, Brent, in Nampa. You got to get this question correct. And um, a dozen roses are yours if you do. Here we go, guys. Who did George Herbert Walker Bush defeat in the 1988 presidential election? Mm. Good question. 
Um, boy, I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to say Walter Mondale, but I'm fairly certain that's not right. Final answer, Walter Mondale, Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Bad breaks and crooked riffs. That was 1984. Reagan. Oh, shoot. Beat Mondale in 84. And I remember Mondale had a female vice president candidate. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Geraldine Ferraro. Okay, of course, JP knows her. Well done. JP, um, if... If Brent would have saved the lifeline or whatever, I, what, what would I would have said? said Michael Dukakis. How's that sound, Brent? Ever remember Michael Dukakis? I do. Yeah, it was Michael Dukakis. Well done. Well done. I, I believe from Massachusetts. Okay. Don't know I think that. it was his state, and he got his ace beat. <laughs> like, I yep. looked at that today, and like, Reagan, I'm sorry, Bush, he took, like, California. He took all these Democratic states. But, yeah, yeah, anyway, um, well done. Uh, you're Obviously, you're not on the wall of fame or shame. Hold on. Stay on the line for JP. And uh, appreciate the time, Brent. Thanks for playing, man. You would have said Franco, Prater. It would have been a guess. I wouldn't have known. When you guys started eliminating it, it became pretty obvious for mm-hmm. me. But I would have probably guessed Franco just because I love Franco. And well, and you know Ford. he played in four. And JP was on that thought process yeah, with yeah. Thurman, but the Bills got murder face. Exactly. It's they Steelers weren't running all the ball. Yeah. And it wasn't Terry Bradshaw throwing it that did it. Not all the way, right? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Rock jocks and pop culture. Hey, why advanced heating and cooling? They'll show up on time. They're organized. They're courteous. They're a pleasure to deal with. You will be happy with the service. Go to advancedheatingandcooling.com. Love ya! Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. If you missed Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the ball game, you missed this. John Bates, Washington Commanders, ex-Boise State Bronco. Did you have a welcome to the NFL moment? That first offensive play I was in in that first game, Everything felt like it was moving a million miles an hour. Everything was just going so fast. It was almost like tunnel vision. I wasn't nervous or anything. Idaho Sports Talk with Prater and the Ball Game. Weekdays at 3 on Sports Radio The Ticket. What's going on and welcome. We hope we're your favorite. We're Prater in the ball game. This is Idaho Sports Talk. Rollpaint.com studio. JP running the board. We got a whole hour left for you. By the way, tomorrow, Prater, we are live at Expo Idaho. We're doing a road show. It's the Boise Golf Show tomorrow. So if you guys, golfers or whatever, hit up Expo Idaho. Come say, uh, see Prater and myself. Mike Prater is giving free swing lessons. So don't miss that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Prater's got a crappy swing. I can play a little golf. Crappy swing. Don't forget, <laughs> they've done this every single year for many, many years. There is no golf show on Sunday this year. So because of the Super Bowl, when the Super Bowl shifted, things changed. So I believe this year's golf show is at least today, tomorrow, Saturday. Come out and hang out with us a little bit. Tomorrow we're going to have some fun ball game. I'll I'll engage you in a little putting contest, or we'll figure something out. Yeah, let's definitely do a putting contest. How perfectly timed is this? Golf courses are opening this weekend. They're going to be packed. It's going to be fifty degrees. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a golfing weekend ball game. It really is. Would man. you be upset with me if I blew off the Super Bowl on Sunday to go play golf? You wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, you would. I would. Sure would. I would. He would. JP. I did. I believe I he's done it before. 
Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I'd be upset with you. Cause we, and that's fair to be upset plans, with you. We have plans, man. Okay? We have plans. But our plans didn't include a 50-degree day. What if we go, we can play some cornhole? I could break Dude, it. I could sneak on. in a quick 18. Yes. No, you can't. You don't play nine, do you? It's not I don't even play worth nine. it. It's no. just not even worth it. No. JP, you play fun. nine? Um, Not usually, but okay. I would. I would hmm. if I had, if no, that's all the time. 18 or nothing. I want you guys to go golfing, and I want to broadcast it, and we'll put some serious stuff at stake, and obviously work out handicaps because JP well is is much better at golf. But not going to happen anyway. Well, tomorrow we're going to be at the golf show. Um, Today, actually, we're going to do a diamond dig here in a little bit. So stay by your phone if you want a chance to win a diamond ring from Natalie and Lisa, the Diamond Girls, on Monday. Um, What do you think about the Super Bowl? What are you looking forward to the most? What about the game? Maybe the halftime. Maybe it's the party you're going to. Maybe it's the new jersey you purchase you're going to wear. Maybe it's the food you're going to eat. What are you looking forward to the most with Super Bowl 56? Text us, 208-424-9300. But Prater, let's start this thing off. Brian Harson still has a job. In fact, he went to work today. He did go to work today. Showed up from vacation. By the way, who goes to vacation and comes back? Who goes to vacation in Mexico? And comes back pale. Come on, Brian Harson. Come on, Brian Harson. Be a better vacation guy than that. You work right. hard as a football coach. Give me some sunshine, baby. Come on. Right. Would you stay inside all day looking and making phone calls to your lawyer? <laughs> he was pale. Yeah, he. Looked. I'm saying he was responsible and used sunscreen, Prater. You can you use be responsible and use sunscreen and get a little sun. You don't go to Mexico and come back pale. Come yeah, on, I man. hate the too much sunscreen guy. There's a perfect balance. Uh, you you got to get some color to you if you're going on a vacay, JP. You have to. Look at JP. He's, He's the whitest human being head, you've yeah. ever met yes, in your entire exactly. life. <laughs> you, if you look up the direction, uh, the the definition of white in the dictionary, yeah. it's got my name. Yeah, like big. It, yeah. You got those. What do they call your legs, JP? Like the tan, the pale. Like I'm trying to pasty white, pasty. Yeah, they're pretty pasty. And she's got pasty <laughs> legs. I, I can't can't do anything about it's it. It's okay, man. Yeah. Well, if you went to Mexico, you could wear shorts. You wear shorts a couple days I a wear, year. I here. wear yeah. shorts in the summertime all the time. Oh yeah, I love it. Not to work, but. All the time in the week. Other times. Um, but, yeah, Brian Harson went to work today at yep, the SEC yep. coaches meeting, and uh, there was a situation of him leaving the building. You saw the reporters, Prater, the TV. You, you you thought he handled himself pretty darn well. I did. I th- you know, I, those are – it's not an easy situation, but, uh, you know, he, he knew he wasn't going to talk. The reporters were just there doing their job. He walked out of a building. Um, he went to – there was two black uh, SUVs right next to each other. And uh, he walked to one and kind of walked around the other and uh, had a little smirk on his face, said, yeah. excuse me, gentlemen, and got in his car and drove away. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else you could do. And I thought he handled the situation perfectly. He looked a little smug. He looked a little confident. Uh, I, I thought Brian Harson looked like the boss today. All right. Well, there was something that happened yesterday, and maybe you're familiar, maybe you aren't, with the Paul Feinbaum show, one of the popular radio shows, certainly down south. Um, he basically just takes calls for four hours on the on the fine bomb show, but there was a caller yesterday. Prater and I have a pretty good hunch. We think we know who it is. We think this caller was Brian Harson's dad. We think his father, Dale Harson, called in on fine bomb yesterday. We grabbed the clip for you, uh, JP. Let's run that clip, Dale from Boise. Calling in on Feinbaum yesterday. Dale, who is in Boise, Hello. Idaho. Uh, hey, Dale. Hi. 
Hey there. How you doing? We are doing great. What about you? Good. I'm doing great today. So, you know, uh, first time calling your show. Uh, anyway, um, on the recruiting portion of it, you know, they said it didn't recruit very well. Well, you know, I think you did a pretty good uh, job, uh, you know, recruiting some of these players. They don't have to be starstruck with five-star ratings. They could be uh, good players. Went after people who wanted to play the game and not, not just starstruck with their, their uh, stars and stuff. And, uh, I mean, I think you did a pretty dang good job, you know, uh, maybe Kellen Moore, Leighton Vanderesh. You know, uh, uh, Jay Ajayi. Yeah, but, you know, but, but, but Dale, my question Nichols. to you is this. My question is this. Um, you know, this is a guy uh, that was an assistant coach at Texas. He was at yeah. Arkansas State as a head coach. Yes. He, has, he, has, he, he understands football. The question that many are asking, can he recruit in the SEC? We know he can recruit in Boise. That's, that's self-explanatory. And I don't know if we'll ever know. If, if, he, if he isn't allowed to continue, then that, that's going to remain a mystery. But, you know, I think the real question here is, does he recruit the way that Auburn boosters want him to recruit? And exactly how do they want him to recruit? Well, they want him to, uh, to go after the, the five-star players. And, right. and we need to, you know, they don't always have to. And go after players that want to play the game and want to be part of a team and not just part of uh, of uh, being starstruck with all their all their great stars and stuff. And you know, uh, I, I hear guys here that griping about having to work too hard. Well, you know, never had that problem. These guys, it, you know, he didn't know. He didn't uh, make him work too hard. Hey, Dale, you know? what was uh, what was uh, the rep- what was his reputation out in Boise when he was the, the head coach there, and in the system? His great reputation, mm-hmm. you know. He wasn't uh, was no no problems and stuff, and and uh, you know, and uh, you know, he had a great you know uh, great reputation here. They did good. The team did good. Mm-hmm. You know, they worked hard. Be, you know, it wouldn't be that. They wouldn't have beat uh, Oklahoma and TCU and Arizona in those in the Fiesta Bowls if they hadn't worked hard at it and hadn't been recruiting right. So all this uh, all this stuff about not being able to recruit you got to get it you got to get an opportunity to do it before anybody uh, you know let you uh, let you go. Thank you very much for the call, uh, Dale. Some support for Brian Harson from uh, out in Boise. Uh, what's Brian Harson's father's name? I believe that's Dale from it's Boise. Dale Harson. That was Brian Harson's dad. I, I'd put, I'd put fifty bucks on it, man. I, well, that's I, not a good endorsement considering your track record to gamble. Damn you! I, I think that was Brian Harson's dad. I do too. I think you it do? was. Yeah, I, I think it was. I yeah. think his dad. I mean, I, I would imagine he probably still lives in Boise. Like Brian Harson's dad's a big Boise guy. You Firebird Raceway, right? Isn't he into cars and racetracks? Yeah, I don't know if he lives in the city of Boise. I know he lives in the Boise area. Okay, yeah, dude. I think that was his dad. What do you guys think? 208-424-9300. Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline. What do you make of that? Cool for a dad to call a show like Feinbaum and get through and say, hey, it's not just about the stars. Let him coach. Let him recruit the guys that he feels he needs. OKGs, if you will. 
and let the guy go to work. What's your thoughts on it? Listen, JP, give me a call on that, 208-424-9300. Mike Prater, what's your, take? what's your biggest takeaway from that? Well, the biggest takeaway from today, obviously, is that Brian Harson still has a job. And maybe at this time yesterday, we all thought he wouldn't. The investigation is complicated. The investigation is going to take some time. Um, there's somebody out there reporting today that after today's meeting that Brian Harson may have met with some administrators of, in, in addition to this investigation. So I, I would imagine they're trying to get some stuff worked out. I, I think it's inevitable that he's going to lose his job, but uh, Brian Harson's a fighter. Brian Harson's going to dig in his heels at some point somehow. Good point. I don't think Brian Harson's going to take $18 million and just quietly walk away. I, I'd be more inclined to think that Brian Harson's going to say, F you to your $18 million, let's go to war, let's battle. Mm-hmm. Because if he gets that $18 million, he's not going to be able to talk. He's going to have to sign a non-disclose agreement. And uh, Brian Harson does not want to keep his mouth shut if he gets fired. Uh, Brian Harson has money. He's already made plenty of money. He's going to continue to make plenty of money. He's going to continue to coach in college football for 20, 30 years. So I don't think he's worried about that. I think he's mostly worried about, one, keeping his job now, and two, protecting his reputation. I mean, his reputation's not great, so he's got to fight pretty hard for what he feels is uh, an important part of his reputation. And uh, I see Brian Harson doing more of that than just taking the $18 million and quietly walking away. You still think he's gone, though? Yeah. It's inevitable, dude. It's it's inevitable. It's so bad. It's so broken. It's so fractured. You can't. It's a mess, and it's not all Brian Harson's fault. Yes, I'm a Brian Harson fan, and, and and he's got plenty of dirt on his resume, but in this particular case, it's the boosters, it's the meddling, it's the history, it's the weak leadership on in the president's office, it's the weak leadership in the athletic director's office. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess, and, and I, I think the inevitable part is that how do you fix it? You can't fix this. He, they have to fire him, I think. You know, my take is, okay, if you're really going to fire him and you're going to do this and you can't have him anymore, okay, then open up your damn checkbook and give him his $18 million and show him the damn door. If I'm Harson, I'm taking every penny of that. Sucks that I can't maybe say my side of the story, but $18 million, I think, is life-altering money, and he'll go get another job, hopefully do something. I don't know if it's a big-time coordinator job or if a program really brings Brian Harson in to be the head coach. I could see offers in the Mountain West type of level. I don't think he gets a Power 5 opportunity after this, but who knows? All it takes is one athletic director who likes him and wants a hard ass and wants the program to be run the way Brian Harson's going to run it and then pay him. And you can pay him a little less because you know he's got $18 million coming over however many years at Auburn. What makes you think he doesn't want to go to the NFL now where he doesn't have to deal with this crap and he can just be an X's and O's guys? There's Boise State coaches, Boise State connections, and Brian Harson coaching friends all over the National Football League. Never thought about it that. seems like to me that Brian Harson, X's and O's are X's and O's. Yeah. And Brian Harson, the personality, is probably better suited for a professional athlete who wants to be MF'd and taught and, and coached uh, because it's his million dollar career. Hmm. Some of these college kids just show up to play college, and they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. They can't handle Brian Harson. He's a different duck. So Two. I think maybe he's suited for the NFL. Cloverdale Plumbing text line. Is Prater on to something there? Is Brian Harson a better fit in the NFL? And if there is, what's next for Harson talk? Where does the NFL fit in in that capacity? But I think that was his dad. I mean, you could tell real quick, JP, yeah. that dude, Dale in Boise, was not used to calling in sports radio shows, right? That was really awkward. Like, if someone called our show like that, we'd be like, uh, yeah, dude, start talking, man. What do you got? Come on. 
That's so funny. He wasn't used to it. Like I think I that was Harson's dad. Yeah, I do too. He was listening to Feinbaum, watching him on TV. He called in, he got through, and he defended him. Yeah. Would it have been better if he had introduced himself as Brian Harson's dad? No. How much how much would Feinbaum have had some fun with that? He would have. He would have kept him on. He would have talked to him. I mean, Feinbaum being a pro, he would have got in. He would have tried to get information that no one else in the media is getting, and he would try to get the exclusive and break whatever story there. But, you know, like you said earlier, too, like he, Dale in Boise probably should have said you were Bob in Boise. I know. That's the mistake he made. Yeah, you probably yeah, don't say you're Dale. Like, yeah. everyone knows Dale Harsons. You said, say you're Randy. Yes. Randy and Cuna. Exactly. I'm Darren from Cuna. Say you're that. Hey, uh, JP, why don't we go give someone an opportunity right now to participate in the 12th annual Diamond Dig. This is going to be Monday. Me and Prater doing our show from Pastry Perfection on Glenwood, teeping up with Natalie and Lisa, the Diamond Girls. Your chance to win a yellow gold engagement ring with a round, brilliant-minded diamond could depend on you calling 208-424-9300 right now and being caller number 9. So that's what JP is looking for. He's going to take collar number nine, your chance to dig through a cake and maybe find a diamond. That's what we're doing, diamond dig. So, JP, get us a qualifier when we're next. Hey, what are you looking forward to the most when it comes to Super Bowl 56? Prater in the ballgame. We've got your work days covered. Jim Rome at 10, Rich Eisen at 1, and Prater in the ball game at 3. Eight hours of the best sports talk on Sports Radio The Ticket. We get a We get a diamond digger? We did. It was, um, I, don't, I don't have his name No Andy. sweat. Shame you just me. got off the phone with him. I know. All good, JP. Hey, is it It too- was Dan. Dan. Dan from uh, Garden City. Congratulations, Dan. Um, have we picked our winners for our big game party patrol yet? No, that's coming tomorrow. Okay. We're, we're going to make all kinds of announcements tomorrow. Can people still register? Yes, you can. Go to ktik.com. Get that taken care of, because uh, time is wasting on that one. Prater, what's up, man? Did you have something you wanted to say? You look like you were pointing over like, hey, man, I have something really big I want to tell you. No, no, I'm good. What? Where's this Super Bowl for you? I mean, obviously, you just tried to get out of hanging out with me on Super Bowl Sunday, saying you were going to go golfing because it's supposed to be like 80 degrees in Boise. Um, so I imagine this isn't one of those classic Super Bowls you're anticipating that you need to you know, hang on. Every yeah. single play. Yeah, but I think for, for most fans, they aren't. They aren't classic Super Bowls. I mean, if you're a fan of the Rams uh, and you're a hardcore fan of the Rams, you're probably not going to a party. You're probably sitting at home and you're hunkered down. I know when the, you know my team gets into the Super Bowl or my team's in the NBA Finals or my team's in the Stanley, whatever, um, I need to hunker down hard. And so, uh, no, I'm for, for me, most Super Bowls are just, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite days of the year for all the right reasons, for all the reasons that everybody thinks it's a great day. So it's, you know... If you told me in life that I could have food, friends, family, and football, I, I need nothing else. Ball game, I need nothing else. Give me food, give me friends, give me family, give me football, and I'm the happiest dude in America. So Super Bowl to me, Super Bowl Sunday is absolutely spectacular. Ball game. I was just trying to get you fired up. I promise you, I will not go golfing. I cannot wait to deliver some pizzas. I cannot wait yeah. to hang out with you a little bit, and uh, I cannot wait for this game. I look forward to the Super Bowl. It's it's a spectacular day and. 
And I have no rooting interest. I'm not going to gamble a penny. I'm excited, ballgame. You're a broken man. I'm a broken man. I felt I very broken. I still can't believe that. You're not going to lay anything on this Super Bowl. Not a penny. Not a penny. You're such a baby, man. Not a penny. Because you penny. lost a couple of weeks? Because I know how to be a better... Ga- I, 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 I know how to say no when it comes to gambling, which is, <laughs> makes me a good gambler even though I lose all the time. If Steph Curry goes 1 for 14 downtown one night, you think the next day he's going to tell his coach, hey, I'm not shooting threes tonight, I'm broken? He's, no. But he's a good basketball shooter. I'm, not, I'm a crappy gambler. <laughs> I've always been a crappy yeah, gambler. Me too, I'm the man. world's worst gambler. I, I put money on the Idaho Vandal basketball team tonight. You're a terrible. You're the worst gambler I've ever met in my entire life. Damn, that's he, not And it's not because of offensive. knowledge. But that's it's not offensive. because of knowledge. You're an emotional gambler, and you've admitted that. Emotional gamblers are the worst gamblers in the world. Yep. I am. It's not you're 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 the smartest sports guy I've ever met in my oh, life. Stop. And you're also the most emotional sports guy I've ever met. And I suggest to you Stop gambling. What do you guys think about this Super Bowl? What are you looking forward to most? 208-424-9300. We'll pop open the Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline for you. I like everything around this Super Bowl, and I'll just start right now, Prater. Okay, go. The matchup, first off. Uh, two teams who you know don't have a ton of history. Two teams who, at least in these markets, for the Rams' sake, have never won a Super Bowl. So it's going to be a big deal for the L.A. Ram fan, and certainly for Cincinnati Bengals fans, this will be the biggest thing that happens sports-wise in the city, the Queen the queen City, Cincinnati, since 1990, when Jose Rijo and Barry Larkin swept the Bash Brothers in the World Series. Lopanella was the manager of that team. That was... Don't forget Joe Oliver. 32 years ago. Is he the catcher? He had the big hit over third base. Okay. He had the big punching um, hit. That, I mean, it would be the biggest moment in Cincinnati in over 30 years. Yep, so absolutely. I like that aspect. This is going to mean something for these fan bases. You know, the quarterbacks, like, I mean, I'm more of a Burrow guy than a Stafford guy, but I could see both of these careers, Burrow just getting started. Stafford, it's hard to imagine, but he's been in this league since 2009, I believe, over 10 years. What this would do, Rich Eisen agrees with you. I heard him on this station, Rich Eisen, say, if Stafford plays great and the Rams win the Super Bowl, um, he's headed Towards the Hall of Fame. All he has to do is finish some stuff up, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think it's a lock. I mean, Burrow, obviously, he sells a long ways away. So I like that matchup where the quarterbacks have a lot at stake. Two young coaches, I like that too. I don't know what to expect from the halftime show, but if I went through my CD book, remember those CD books you used to have? You'd you'd have them in your car. You take them inside wherever you go, JP. Still do. Still have it. You still have your CD book? And I still use it every day. Almost every day. Get. I listened to a CD this morning coming in out of my CD book. What? That's funny because when I got rid of my Chevy Trailblazer, the car that you used to have too, me and Prater had the exact same car before we even knew each other. We both drove 2008 Chevy Trailblazers. Okay. When I got rid of my car... I went through the way back and I found my CD book and I didn't even take it. I just left it in there when I oh, when when the auto salvage guy came and picked up my rig. That's I just sad, left it in there. That's sad, Bogey. But the halftime show. Anybody out there, Texas? Do you still have your CD book? I mean, come on. I don't remember the last song or movie I watched on a disc. If you came over to my house with the disc, like, hey, ball game, you got to play this right away. I would scramble around and be like, bah, 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 baby doll. 
Do we have? Well, how can we play this disc? We wouldn't even have it. I bought my I bought my Subaru a couple months ago just because it had a CD player in it. <laughs> I, I found the only two I, I found the only 2018 CDs. car in the world that still had a CD player in it. Oh my God! You listen to CDs. <laughs> wow. All I you thought have I to was do old is fashioned, go in Brandon. your phone and just type the damn song in your phone, and it goes through the Bluetooth of your car, dude, or Correct. just listen on your phone. Prater, like, <laughs> what CD was this? Uh, this morning I was listening to the new Adele CD, so go ahead and laugh You away. bought a new CD. I, oh, I, buy a, I buy a CD all the time. JP, I, I can't even do this. I got to go to, uh, I, I buy a CD just to just to go to the record exchange, the greatest store in the world. I love the record exchange. And, I, and I go there to buy a vinyl or a CD all the time. Okay, and anyway, I'm sorry if I'm offending you. I'm sorry, man. You're not I mean, offending that, me. I'm just that's a, your deal. You, you put in a CD player, a CD in your CD player in your car when you drove to work today. I was okay. already there. It was already there. Yeah, oh, the CD was already sitting in there because yes. you had been previously listening to it. Okay, good for you, man. Um <laughs> That's cool, man. That is cool. You just um, changed gears in, in ten did. seconds. And I'm th- okay, but I was getting to the halftime show. Like, now I do, we don't, I do now have, we don't a, have time. I do have a Snoop and, a, and an Eminem CD. You'd, yeah, this halftime show would be me going through my my CD book. Yeah. You know, I'd have I'd have a, tons of Snoop, tons of Dre, tons of Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. No, because I haven't bought a CD. Oh my gosh, since probably oh six or oh seven. Um, so I wouldn't have any Kendrick Lamar in there, but everybody else, hell yeah, man. But uh, I'm not a big Kendrick Lamar guy. Um, yeah. Not a big Mary J. Blige guy. Not a big Dr. Dre guy. Uh, Snoop and Eminem, big. Love like those. JP, what are, how are you putting this into perspective? Um, the fact that Prater has CDs in his car or the halftime show? Anything. I have no problem with Prater and his CD player. Um, the halftime show, I'm not really familiar with any of the music that's going to be played on yeah. Sunday. How do you listen to uh, music in your car? I hook up my phone. Yep. It's I, I usually don't use the Bluetooth because uh, if I have to, yeah, I just I hook it up. I listen to the radio. I listen to uh, during the football season. I listen to a lot of the radio during the foot, non-football season. I don't listen to the radio at all, as as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And I do subscribe to a music service and and use my Bluetooth as much as possible. I love you guys. So man. I got a little bit of both. Come on. Little well rounded game here. I love game. this show. I love you guys. You learn about you learn something about the two of us every day, don't you? Yeah, dude. I mean, because you're kind of up to speed with the times. I wouldn't have put that, but that's cool. Hey, good for you. You're listening. A little bit of both. You're rocking Adele on the way to work with your CD and your CD player. Your um, your you know, with your Kenwood deck. You, you you press the little button and take the face of the deck off and put it in your man bag over there and take mm. it in so nobody lifts it. Same place it is for everybody. Remember those car CD players that you could actually pull out and you would just walk around with the deck? Yep. Sure. Those were bitching, man. Yeah, I yeah. wanted one of those. I, I think I did have one of those, yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. and sharp. You got to go to KTIK.com. We have an amazing sweet deal. You give us 25 bucks, we give you a $50 certificate to Boise's best prime rib and steak joint lock, stock, and barrel. This will These will go. We only have a few. So they will go in a matter of minutes. Let's hop on that soapbox. Next, Prater in the Ball Game. You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket.
If you've got three minutes, we've got some self-important things to say. It's the 90-Second Soapbox with Mike Prater and Johnny Mallory on Sports Radio The Ticket. Okay, so baseball, couple of decisions today it made. Well, the biggest one was a universal designated hitter. Say baby bye-bye-bye to pitchers hitting. And whether you like it or not, whatever, whether it's uncomfortable at times, whether you're just tired of a dude in a lineup who hits 127 collectively for the year, fine, whatevs. I can understand where old school guys like my boy Bob Beeler are upset by this. Uh, It's a big part of the game. There's not going to be a double switch. There'll be less than five double switches in all of baseball this season. Here's my take. I kind of, and I know this is not the cool take anymore, but I didn't think it was broken. I kind of liked that the AL had a DH and the NL didn't. I like the difference between two leagues, and I know that sounds crazy. Like, could you imagine the Eastern Conference in the NBA having a further back three-point line than the Western Conference? No. And if so, that would be stupid. I get it. But I always liked being able to switch over. I mean, I like knowing that when I was watching a National League game, that I was going to get that game managed a little bit differently. When I'm watching an American League, I know that you're going to have more power in the lineup. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it gets weird in the playoffs, especially for the World Series, because, okay, the home team gets the DH. I get all that. But I I don't know. Part of me is going to – this is the senior circuit. This is the National League. It's been around for over 100 years. Yeah, it's gone now. Universal DH, and I liked it how it was. Get off it. Newsflash, newsflash, newsflash. And some of you are going to like this, and some of you are going to hate this. The Los Angeles Lakers absolutely suck. They are the worst basketball. Well, okay, I'm not going to get too carried away. But I watched the Lakers play the Portland Trail Blazers last night, or a shell of the Portland Trail Blazers, and the Los Angeles Lakers were absolutely embarrassing. If you're a proud Lakers fan, go put your head in the sand. If you're a proud Lakers hater, you're going to love this. They're terrible right now. They had LeBron James and Anthony Davis last night. And Russell Westbrook didn't even play, which I think is a good thing. And the Portland Trailblazers? No Damian Lillard. No C.J. McCollum. No Larry Nance. I think they fielded six players, seven players last night because their roster is out there and they're doing things with that basketball team to try to get better. The Lakers, they're just bringing in a whole bunch of old men and they're sucking. It got so bad last night that even Irvin Magic Johnson came out and said, I'm speechless. I believe LeBron James called it embarrassing. These are proud Lakers, and this is a proud franchise with great talent, and it's not working. The Portland Trail Blazers were not a good basketball team last night, but the L.A. Lakers were even worse, and the Lakers did absolutely nothing today during the NBA trade deadline. Bottom line, they're barely a playoff team right now. They're in that playoff tournament. If it ended today... Again, for some of you, if you like the Lakers, eh, if you don't like the Lakers, I think the league is better off when the Lakers are a good basketball team. Get your act together, Lakers. Sneak into the playoffs and at least do some damage. You don't have to win a championship, but stop being embarrassing. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. couple of quick notes here. It's possible that next year in the NFL, there could be three coordinators with ties to Boise State. Follow me along here, Johnny. We've got Kellen Moore with the Cowboys. The other day we heard about uh, Gerald Alexander interviewing for defensive coordinator position with the Jaguars. 
And now we are hearing that Robert Prince, former Boise State offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, is interviewing with the New Orleans Saints for their offensive coordinator job. Dennis Allen, the coach, he's going to hire Robert Prince possibly in Prater. Let me just say, <laughs> oh, Boise Twitter, if and when that happens, if Robert Prince gets an NFL OC job, there's going to be a lot of a lot of memes, a lot of gifts, yep. a lot of four-letter words, a lot yep. of bad stuff. I mean, Twitter's a bad place anyway, but uh, if, if Prince gets a gig, yeah, holy smokes, man. Uh, this town, I... I that's public enemy number one when it comes to former assistants, right? For Boise State fans. Yep. If I was to go into the yep. stadium and poll everybody, who's your least favorite a coordinator they've ever had here? Robert Prince, I think, wins on a landslide on that. Crazy. So he's interviewing for the Saints gig. Yep. He's been the wide receiver coach for the Cowboys for two days. All of a sudden, a new <laughs> opening coming up in, in yeah. New Orleans, and he's going to go for it. So, um, Also today, technically, if you look at the transaction wire, the Dolphins fired Gerald Alexander. Oh, because, because he'd been yeah. on staff, the new coach, at his press conference last night and woke up this morning and took care of a little business. Wow. Nice. <laughs> okay, okay. And finally, an update on a story we told you about yesterday in Highland High School in Pocatello. Uh, their basketball team, the high school basketball team, was yeah. refusing to play unless they got rid of their coach, Ty Pearson. Well, the players have reversed course now. And they will now play out the season under head coach Ty Pearson. Prater, what do you think about this deal? I think the parents were looked at, finally looked themselves in the mirror and said, I'm embarrassing. Stop yes. acting like a child. I'm a grown adult. And uh, I'm going to stop telling my kid to do soft, stupid things. So uh, I, I think just parents, just somebody got in the ear of the parents and said, you guys shut up. You're being stupid. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah. That's all the time we got to because I mean, we got that, a lot of feedback. That had some national stuff to it that story did i mean that oh, was that circling right? its way yeah. around a lot of people were talking about that uh interesting deal so yeah now it's your chance to contribute to the program 208-424-9300 what you're looking forward to on the super bowl your thoughts on dale from boise anything we've talked about on this program whether or not you still list, listen to cds i have a poll up on my twitter what's the last thing you've done watch a dvd or listen to a CD. So we'll see how those polls rank out. We'll do that next. And don't forget, listen for your chance to qualify for our 12th annual Diamond Dig. You can register at KTIK.com. You can go in person to Pastry Perfection on Glenwood, or you can call this program, I think, tomorrow, JP. What's the dealio on us at the Boise Golf Show at Expo Idaho tomorrow. Are we are we qualifying anybody tomorrow for Diamond Dig? We've got one. We'll do that real early. Let's do it right off the bat tomorrow, and then uh, we'll announce our our three qualifiers that'll be uh, at Pastry Perfection Monday. Love it. Brainer in the ball game, Idaho Sports Talk. The good, the not so good, long form, short form. Tell us who you are or be anonymous. We'll take it all. It's time for the feedback finale on Idaho Sports Talk on Sports Radio, The Ticket. Let's get to the Cloverdale Plumbing text hotline, shall we? Big Dave checking in from Chandler, Arizona. He's checking out the Phoenix Open Parader and the NBA and NHL. Big nice. sports weekend for Big Dave. Nice. He travels a lot. Yeah. Uh, John, John in Boise actually sent us a photo of his Walkman that he still has. And he says he still has a 24-pack cassette carrier and listens to them all the time. Things no like ACDC, Bob Seger, Tom Petty, Tom Petty, totally 80s. 
He doesn't have eight tracks, though, but uh, remembers his mom playing eight tracks on family vacations. The the classic yellow Walkman. Remember yes. that, Prater? Like, a lot of people had that. Sure. That's what it was. He says the AM part, or the, yeah, the AM is busted it's got, on it. It's got a radio He's on still there, got, too, but I, I mean, no be one. 30 years old. I mean, you, not even you guys still listen to cassette tapes. I mean, come on, dude. Nope. It's a dead technology, in my opinion. But, hey, good for good for these guys, man. OG and Caldwell weighing in on our overrated, underrated. Cart corrals, underrated. Park your sorry fat ass out in the parking lot close to a cart corral. Get your exercise by walking to the store and back to your car. Put the cart away. It's got to be close for me. No. I'm not going a long distance. If I have a, if I have a sidewalk Loser. or a little island I can put it on. I'm just going to lift oh. it up, and I put it there. And I, and I see a lot of people do this, Prater. I don't think it's that big a deal. As long as it's not actually in the parking lot. It's on a surface that's a way you can't hit it if you're driving your car. Have more cart corrals. You only need one, and it's 10 feet from your car. And if you left the cart in the grocery store, because you're only carrying out a six-pack of beer and a jerky stick. <laughs> Get off. We can't. What? So, come on. You don't need a cart for that. Yeah, leave, it, leave the cart in the store and, and get your arm curls and through the parking lot. Come five, on, five years from now, Johnny's going to be the one of the guys driving one of those carts. He's going to oh, this thing's charged up. I'm going to go for a little spin. Uh, no, I'm not going to park it either. One time when I had a gout flare up, I did do that. <laughs> I couldn't walk. What? Gout is a dangerous thing, man. Yeah, anyway. Justin in Caldwell says, super inclusive resorts are amazing. Drinks any time of the day, food 24-7, nothing is scheduled. That's what I'm hearing, Prater. No. Ty says he hates baby signs. They're very overrated. Those are the baby on board signs. (laughs) Hot sauce, overrated. I want to taste the food. I hate cloudy days. Give me the sun. Overrated. Okay, good feedback there. Pat from Meridian, weighing in a little bit on Coach Harson. He says, I like Harson to the NFL. Or maybe partner up as an OC somewhere like Cal, maybe? I don't know if Cal has Ooh, an opening. But, would Wilcox? Uh, I mean, those, mm, are those guys cool? Seems like two kind of alpha males. Uh, well, At one point, they were both hired. I believe they were both hired in the same week by Chris Peterson and they were both 29-year-old mm-hmm. coordinators. Yeah, they were the two coordinators on the original Fiesta, right? And they were 29 years old when they were hired. That would be a really interesting hire if Wilcox hired Harson over there at Berkeley. Yes, it would. Uh, I don't think they have an opening at the moment, though. He's got a coordinator and a new contract. Tom says, JP has shafted more contestants on rock, jock, and pop culture than lies told by a former president during his four years of reign. Wow. One, I, I led our guy down the wrong path that he didn't have to follow me. That's the thing. Yeah, people need to I realize that. I have also that. saved people. Yeah. Prater, has he saved more people than he's hurt? Mm, I, I don't keep track. I don't know. I mean, JP's pretty smart, dude. Tim, the microwave, says since he started delivering pizzas for a living in 2008, he has not had a Sunday off for the Super Bowl since. Uh, since he hasn't had a day off since. This Sunday will be the first time he doesn't have to turn his radio off, not have to record it, or plug his ears at work. He will be home watching the Super Bowl live. There you go. Nicely done, Tim. Dude, microwave, uh, that's awesome, man. That almost erases the fact that you told us you prefer bacon 
from a microwave. Okay. Enjoy the big day. That'll yeah, be heck cool. yeah, man. Good for you. And that's probably a big day in Tim's line of work. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, oh. that's one of the days, like, if you're in the that if you're in the pizza delivery business, you need to work Super Bowl Sunday. All three of us will be working, yeah. delivering pizzas on Sunday. Good point. Uh, Kurt says, if Auburn has to pay Harson $18 million, the total payout for its last four head coaches upon termination will be over $50 million, and that does not include buyouts for assistant coaches. Auburn's a program prater that uh, clearly right now, I think, needs to figure out what it's doing and then probably try to do something else. I mean, I think that's getting lost in all this stuff that, you know, the the, the powers that be at Auburn are letting outside people run their program entirely, and, and it's showing, man. Jose, he uh, weighing in, Johnny. He is looking forward to the game itself, and the halftime show will be up in smoke in so more will. ways than one. So will I saw they were talking with a bunch of the performers on the Total Access here on ESPN just a few moments ago. Finally, let's. Uh, the other JP and Eagle says he is listening to Curious George on his minivan DVD player right now. And us, obviously, though. Right? How, how, how is he able to let us know that if he's listening to And Curious he's apparently George. texting while he's driving. Come on, JP and Eagle. <laughs> Pay attention to the damn road, man. And once again, tomorrow, we're on the road. So come hang out with us. We're at Expo Idaho for Boise's golf show. Prater, you're giving free swing lessons. I'm giving you some putting lessons, my friend. That's tomorrow on Idaho Sports Talk. So we want to see you out there. It's going to be a blast. We'll get one more person qualified for Diamond Dig. Hagalaga! Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 13.